the blast from our past network. Talking Back. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back. Thank you for joining us for this very special 200th episode celebration extravaganza spectacle spectacular um what else you got uh i might be out that's it um bizarre like a bizarre like a uh, you know like the street carnival or street vendors in europe okay it's a bizarre um um uh, uh, car, car, carnival, carnival, carnival. It's a carnival. You think this episode's two hundredth no. episode is a carnival? Tim, definitely not. It's okay. You'll get more for three hundred. You, you, you have time. You I can didn't get some more uh, adjectives plan. for three hundred. I didn't plan ahead. No. Yeah. No. I guess what what I'm what I'm trying to emote is that this is a wonderful episode, and if you were around for episode one hundred, we are doing the same thing, Dean has gone out he's listened to episodes 101 to 199 he has pulled one of his favorite clips from each of those episodes painstakingly may i add polling clips he's worked tirelessly tire tire tirelessly you got it for one of those months and years uh, 24 yeah. hours a day, seven days a week. I haven't I, slept in so I, long. I barely saw him. Um, yeah. he, he only showed himself to record talking back episodes. That's and, it. And, um, and I got, I got a bit of a break this week. This is the one week of the year that I actually, it's about, it ends up being about a year and a half. This is the one week I get off. And pretty nice. Uh, it is pretty nice. I appreciate it. I appreciate all the hard work you've put into this episode, Dean. I always think that, well, I shouldn't say I always think, but having heard episode 100, that is my favorite talking back episode because it's, it's a little bit of all of our episodes and you get all of them. It's all the things we covered. It's everything. And you get to see how we've, how we've grown throughout the years. Like you go back to uh, some of the early episodes, we sound terrible, awful. We didn't know like how to work microphones yeah. or anything like that. There's some real bad coverage back in the back in the dark days. We'll call them the dark days. <laughs> they were very dark. We we also couldn't afford lights, so they were physically <laughs> dark days. There were a couple episodes you recorded in the closet. Yeah, no electricity. We thought that would be better if you were in the closet. Yeah. Yeah, but basically we're doing episode 100 all over again here for 200 and it's a clip show. It's going to be a lot of fun. I would say that if you're new to talking back or newer and you haven't listened to episode 100, I would really recommend going back. Listen to episode 100. It is hilarious. It is so much fun. Uh, I promise you, you'll laugh. Your your face will hurt. You'll hold your belly and laugh in joy. And then go to 200. 
I think that's the way to do it. Me, I've heard 100, but before I listen to 200, I'm going back and I'm listening through 100 again. I'm going to listen to 100, then 200. And then I'm going to skip all the way to 300 and listen to that because that's how much I like them. It, It doesn't exist, Tim. There's no 300 yet. We'll see about that, Dean. There's there's no episodes. We'll there's see. no episodes. Whatever. Okay. That's like a that's a stupid technicality to bring up. I know, I know. But you know what's weird? What? In like a year and a half, when you're listening to 200, you'll hear yourself say that you're going to be listening to 300 next, and you will actually be doing it. That's that's exciting, Dean. That's exciting. Yeah. yeah. So that clip was just for you in a year and a half. I guess, I guess so. Tell us about tell us about some of your turmoil and toils, Dean, making okay. this this episode. I mean, those things are true, but also like I was on all these episodes. If I was smart, I could have just jotted down when I thought there was like a good moment, but that's not really how I roll. Okay, well, I, I just I, like I would just like to interrupt for a second. Yeah, yeah. I did recommend that after 100, I'm like I would like yeah. to do this for 200. You should start making notes. Yeah. Carry on. Didn't do it. I also listened to the episodes before they go out. Still, didn't jot any notes down then. Nah, it'll be fine. 200 will be fine. I'll remember everything. Um, So then what I had to do, because obviously it didn't remember everything. I didn't jot down any notes. I'm horrible at taking notes, Tim. I don't come to any of these podcasts with notes because I I don't know how to read them. I don't know how to organize thoughts. So what I did is I listened to all the episodes over again. And then that's when I jotted down. I would listen to the episode and I'd jot down uh, times that I thought were good times to go back to when I when I was going to create the clips. And uh, the problem was when it was a really good episode and I had five things jotted down and then I had to decide which one to take. So uh, that happened a few times. I, uh, I did put a lot of hours into it, but it's a fun time. I, I enjoyed doing it. I enjoy going back and running through all these things. Uh, you forget sometimes what you did 80 episodes ago. Uh, and so it's nice to go back and listen and, and see, like you said, see the growth, uh, but also see the dumb things we were saying back then, just, just like we're saying now. Uh, pretty fun time. I'm very excited. I hope the listeners are as well. Uh, I can't believe we're at 200 episodes already. I remember, Dean, when we started this podcast um, and we had recorded like a handful of episodes, like maybe yeah. five you know, I had um, some notes made, and in my folder, there were five files, and I thought, it's going to be so cool when there's like 40 episodes in here, 40 episodes right. of cool stuff that I want to talk about. And now yeah. that folder is at, you know, 200. Um, I It's been a great ride. We, we've talked about some real great stuff. I've had a blast. And I can't think of a better way to celebrate 200 than doing it this way. I'm really glad that we came up with this idea back at 100. We struggled a bit. We were like, what do we do for 100? That's a big deal. We should do something like a real big movie or something. And we settled on the clip show. I think it's the absolute best idea because I got the week off. And uh, I want to continue (laughs) doing it. I love it so much. I have not heard this clip show I am a listener this week. This is all going to be brand new to me. I am going to laugh uh, and cry and get mad and yep. be what else? What are other emotions? Be uh, upset, annoyed for annoyed, sure. Annoyed, 
Annoyed, uh, yeah. Confused. I'm going to live all the emotions with the listeners. So I'm very excited for that. Dean, thank you so much for doing this. You're welcome, Tim. It was it was really fun to do. Uh, I just want to say that 200 is huge. That's a huge number. This episode is really fun, but also just the occasion is amazing. 200 episodes. I think I've been on five podcasts, maybe six of ones that I've been a host on. And if you take Talking Back against all the other ones, Talking Back has more episodes than all the other ones combined. <laughs> so 200 is a huge number, and I'm very excited to be there. Yeah. Thank you to all the, all the listeners who've been with us uh, the whole way. There's uh, we know who you are. Thank you for the ones who have you know joined up halfway, and uh, thanks to all the new listeners who are uh, just checking us out now. So uh, we look forward to doing more episodes in the future. But for now, let's get to the clip show. Episode one hundred and one: Mars attacks. So he gets to his grandma. And they realize that her yodeling oldies music actually makes the Martian's head explode. Perfect, man. <laughs> what? So fucking perfect. Those heads what? exploding in the in those bowls is <laughs> why, so funny. Why are they why is this happening? Why has anything happened, Tim? They haven't given you an explanation <laughs> for anything so far. Like nothing. So yep, go. Let's see like what their heads explode when they listen to only this music. There's been other music playing. <laughs> They've been on stage singing with Tom Jones and their heads have been fine. But you know what? It's this music makes their heads explode. Love it. I think they ran out of money here. This is the point. This is very, very much could be the point where they ran out of money. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Episode 102, Judgment Night. Um, I don't have a final thought, but uh, there was one thing that I, I thought of while we were talking, and it was when they were in the shipping containers and those those homeless people were popping up. It's not like they walked out of the shadows or anything. It's like every time the camera went back onto them, <laughs> yeah, there was just more of them. More. It yeah, just kept that. going. You'd, nah. you'd switch the camera to your four guys, and then you'd switch back to the homeless people, yeah. and there was just more. Yeah. <laughs> it was so, so funny. That's I laughed true. so hard at that. <laughs> I noticed that, too, because I, like, I was like, oh, there's one guy. Oh, no, there's yeah. two, and then camera oh, cuts back. No, it's just three. No, it's just five. 20. Okay, yeah. 20. Got it. <laughs> Got it, yeah. That's a lot of... A lot of homeless bums to pay off. You yeah. know? That car probably stunk horribly. Oh, yeah. Oh, my oh yeah. I hadn't considered that. <laughs> That's all I considered. I was like, get me the yeah. hell out of there. <laughs> Episode 103, Contact. I've yeah. never seen Titanic. Um, I never will. Um, People clown little, on Titanic, man. Little nugget movies, for you there. Movie's I'm great. just not going to watch it. I'm not going to watch it. Okay. Movie's great. It may be. I'll, I'll never know. Yeah. I guess I can take your word for you. Do I believe you? No. I feel like you would love it. Specifically, I feel like you would love it. <laughs> I might, but I've come this far without seeing it. It's fair. I don't hey, know. that's fair. The yeah, th here's the thing is that after all this time, okay, first of all, I boycotted it because of how big it was. I was like, yeah. ma mainstream things back at that time were an automatic turnoff for me. So if it was mainstream, I was not interested. Yeah. I was more interested in, in B movies or independent movies. So I didn't watch it for that reason. Now I've come so far. If I was to watch it now and not like it, I'd feel like I let myself down to totally. the ultimate yeah. degree. So I cannot watch it. I will not watch it. It's not worth it. And yeah. I don't have to watch it. No. So there. Unless, 
What if a listener requested that we do Titanic? We re- re- review Titanic. I would be so on board with it. <laughs> I'd have to, it would be it would be you you and Brian you and Brian me and Brian. I could do an app with Brian on Titanic. Yeah, Brian loves it. By the way, he can't stop talking about Titanic. <laughs> Can Brian watch movies? Uh, he like uh, he like reads them the way that you would read the Matrix. Okay, okay, true. We he he reads the script. <laughs> <laughs> it's all. Uh, I transcribe it for zeros, him. <laughs> exactly. I was going to yeah. say I transcribe it for in ones and zeros form. Episode 104, Deadly Class, Volume 6. Yeah, he wants to connect you with the book, so he needs to like ground you with something you know. And what does ah, everyone yeah. know? Nice. Everyone know that the the fish of fillet is a controversial burger. Like how Tim, this has definitely happened in my life where someone has said the fish of fillet is my favorite thing at McDonald's and you're like Wait. What are you talking about? You're not even, you're not calling it the right, you're calling it the, you're calling it the fish of filet? It's fish the filet. Fi- it's the filet oh, of fish. Oh, the filet of fish. See, I don't even know the name. I don't even give a shit about the name. <laughs> fish, I'm going to call it fish of filet. Call it whatever you want, man. That's like saying the, the, the nuggets of chicken. <laughs> hey, man, would you like the nuggets of chicken from McDonald's? <laughs> you know, you know what, Tim, to be honest, it sounded wrong, but I, I just went with it. I just doubled down on it, said it again. Um, I could have I could have let it go, but how thank but you. How? Why thank would I you, why Tim. would I let that go? Why would I let why that go? Why would you let that go? The filet of filet o fish. Filet o fish. Filet o fish. <laughs> what was I saying about it? I don't even know. It's shit. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't oh yeah. You're saying it's a con- controversial sandwich. Yes. People say someone has said to me before, this is my favorite, and I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Okay, so you're you're a Nuggets guy. I'm a Nuggets guy all the way, Tim. No freaking lie. I had Nuggets right before this podcast. Shut up. <laughs> I had Nuggets <laughs> right before this podcast. I went to McDonald's Seriously? and got myself some Nuggets. Did I even think about the fish au filet? No. <laughs> Episode 105, The Jerk. Now... Uh, his special purpose, if I mean, it's sex, right? It's 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 his penis and sex. That's his, yeah. What he thinks his special purpose is. Yeah, he 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 finally gets to learn what sex is. She teaches him. I, well, she shows him, I guess. Yes, his mother told him about his special purpose and said like what it was, and then he's like, he has a special purpose. Yeah, <laughs> he just doesn't know how to use it or how to like. F- I don't. Know. It's kind of weird, but. It's Whatever. weird in the moment. It's kind of funny. Yeah, then bringing it up later is funny because right. he thinks he. J- I think he just thinks having a penis is special purpose. He knows his. He knows it has something to do with the special purpose, right. but it's like he's. It's almost like his penis has to find its like right. place in the world, and then once it does, he's realized he's found his and special it, purpose. It found its place in the world. <laughs> it found its place. Yeah. In Patty. <laughs> yeah. Is any of this, can we keep any of this? All of it, of course. Okay, All perfect. Of it. Okay. I, it's not in my notes to get into, nowhere in my notes are you going to see the word penis, so I'm just, it's interesting that we got here. That's all I'm trying to say, I think. <laughs> it's interesting that we're talking about it. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of, it's just going to gloss over that, and for some reason, when we got here, I'm just like, we're talking about we're this. We're digging into this, man. For people who maybe haven't seen the movie. Right. This is of not course. this is for the listeners. Again, sometimes we just get forced into these situations to deliver the right content for the listeners. So. Episode 106, Alien Resurrection.
we start off with an utterly disgusting opening. Perfect. Uh, I'm not even <laughs> I'm not even sure what we're looking at here, nope. dude. It's wet, it's sticky, it's gooey, and it's gross. It's absolutely gross. They didn't get the memo of how to start off an alien movie. You choose a color, <laughs> you find a spaceship, and you shoot it floating through space. True. How hard is that to follow? That's These true. guys get all weird with it, and they're like, there's goo and pus and hair. Hair follicles. Right out the uh, gate. What the hell? Right out the gate, they're just fucking it up. It's like, okay, first note, um, it just has to start with a spaceship. I was thinking more just like some sort of body part that you can't tell what it is, and it's really right. wet. <laughs> right. Do you know what spaceships make me think of? Pussy gooey, sticky. Pussy gooey, teeth, hair. Right? All the yeah. things that are gross you'll see, on you'll human see. beings. You'll see after I shoot it. It'll all make sense. You'll understand. You'll get it. You'll get it. So already this one's a little bit different. I'm noticing. Episode 107, Back to the Future Part 2. Yeah, I love when he sees that flying DeLorean. He's like, flying DeLorean? I haven't seen that in 30 years. I know. He's so <laughs> dumb in this movie. He's so, so dumb. dumb. He can't get it's it. It's like, he just thought 30 years ago he saw the first flying car. He saw right? a flying car and he was like, wow, what, what, what happened there? And then that was it. He's just like, yeah. goes on with his life. Like, I guess I better uh, wax George's car one more time before else, else I'll get in trouble. You know, like, why don't you report yeah. that to somebody or do something? He's so dumb. He just like files that away as like something that you might just happen to see. Yeah. I love it. I, that's that's his character. That's Tim, him. I love Tim, that. He it disappeared character. into the sky. Not only oh, was yeah. it flying, but it disappeared yeah, into the, the sky. With the fireworks. Like with those with awesome like travel through time fireworks. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, that was great. I just, I love that they make Biff so thick. You know, he's just so, so thick. Yeah. So thick. I haven't seen that in 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds him. It reminds him that 30 years ago, he saw a flying car disappear in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't make any sense it's so great though you think that that would be the memory he always thinks about yeah not like not oh, like that course. he would just it would just <laughs> you would just be reminded of it you would never oh, yeah, forget that, was like that. that time i saw that car fly and disappear not only would you never forget that you would tell everybody you everybody. encounter about this everybody. car episode 108 teenage mutant ninja turtles oh man danny oh how about let's danny? Get to danny let's do Little it shit uh, all I remember, okay, that guy, the kid is so annoying, first of yep. all. Yeah. But the dad is even more annoying. Because <laughs> all, I, all I remember, all I think about when I hear Danny is at the end when he's yes. like, Danny? Yes. Danny? <laughs> Danny? It's like, shut up, man. Yeah, and it's like, it's just Dan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, and you're like, Dan? thank you. Oh. Thank you. Oh. Okay. What the hell was that? Yeah, he just went yeah. through all this trauma and now he's just dad now? He's like matured. Yeah. He's matured 10 years or something? Yes. And the dad's reaction is so strange. He's just like, okay, I guess I can work with this. <laughs> like, yeah. This is some heavy news, but I guess I can call you Dan now. I know, right? I saw it as what? like his dad was like, finally, he's finally realized that he's just Dan. <sighs> okay, you know? but this, Tim, this <laughs> kid, great. this kid... He steals 20 bucks from April's purse or whatever. Yeah. Then yeah. he calls the Foot Clan, tells 
tells them where she lives. Her yep. shop gets burnt down. Her house gets yep. burnt down. And then at the end of the movie, he gives her 20 bucks and he right. says, don't don't ask, but uh, you uh, need I, like, I, I owe, owe you, you this. this. I owe what the fuck are you talking about? Her place yeah. is burnt down. Her <laughs> house is burnt down because of you, you asshole. 20 bucks. <laughs> That's the first installment of 2,000 installments. Just calm yeah, down. Danny's calm a piece down. of shit. Danny's a piece of shit for sure. <laughs> he is. He's a shit. Episode 109, Robocop. Kerwin Smith puts his fingers in wine. Oh, yeah. Puts, rubs his nose. In some other dude's wine, and he just smells it. <laughs> he, like, rubs it on his I love <laughs> Kurtwood Smith here, dude. He, I, this scene. I watched this scene yeah. over and over again. Because of the way yeah. he's delivering this line, I I just this is this is him. He's like he's talking to that uh, that other drug guy. He's like, yeah, come on, Sal. Tigers are playing tonight. <laughs> I never miss a game. And like he, so good. he at first he's so intense, and by the end of it, he's completely calm. And it's just so weird. It's such a weird way to like deliver lines or to act. If someone yes. was acting this way in front of me, I would definitely feel uncomfortable. I'd just be like, I'm totally. not quite sure that this guy's all there. Like, I don't, people don't behave like this. So it's, it's very strange, but I mean, man, is he ever doing a good job? And that line that he delivers there is how he wins that power struggle. Like yeah. after that, he has won. Like yeah, he's, he's like, I'm crazier struggle. than you are. Yes. And the way the power struggle starts is that he sits down, he puts his fingers in the other guy's wine glass. Yeah. Smells it. The other guy then picks up the wine and drinks it. So that is the power struggle. You know, right. he's like, okay, I'm going to stick my fingers in your wine. And the other guy's like, I don't even give a shit. I'm going to drink it anyways. Right. So it's like right away, they're going back and forth. And then it ends with that amazing line that he delivers and he just wins it. It's a great scene. I could have watched those two guys talk for like another 30 minutes. Totally. That scene is popping, man. So good. Yeah. Unfortunately, Robocop like blasts through the door. Yeah. Yeah. He, he ruins the scene and it comes in and starts scene, shooting everybody. Sure. Episode 110, Star Trek 3, The Search for Spock. And this is what I'm talking about with Kirk, with Kirk's acting. Yeah. Where okay. he's just like, as dry as could be, he's just like, Klingon bastard, you killed my son. It's like, dude, your son, I get that you didn't really know your son his whole life, yeah. but your son was just killed. And his line was so pathetic. There was no... Tim. There was no heart in that line no. at all. And you know what? He says it four times in a row. I feel like he's just trying to get it right. I think he's just trying to take multiple <laughs> takes of it, and they're like, they and just kept them all in. Yeah, they're like, we don't, we don't know which one is the best, so put them all in. Klingon bastard, you killed my son. He, he says it four times in a row. You know what he needed to do? He needs to yell out Krug. Yeah. Oh, that would have been the Where best. Where was that? That's it. Yeah. Scream Krug. Just do it, man. Dude, you nailed it. Yeah, you nailed it. I needed that? that to happen. Where's that? Where's that? How do you not I do know. that? No, we get the we get this dumb line four times because there's no emotion in it. <laughs> Klingon bastard. Klingon bastard. You killed my son. Wait, what's his name? What's my son's Kling name? McCoy, what's my son's name? <laughs> da David. You killed my son, it's David. Jared, right? It is Jared. Oh, David. Okay. You killed my son, Dennis. That was that was my son, right? <laughs> Was that my son? His hair looked different. He got his, a haircut. He has blonde hair. It can't be my son. He did, his curls weren't as glorious in this movie. Did you notice? It's true. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Episode 111, BFOP Network Roundtable, Mortal Kombat. My man, what'd you think? 
Well, uh, I'm not going to come in as hot as everybody else because I just didn't really care about this movie, like in any in any way. Like even That's from the worse. start, That's even leading worse. up to it, <laughs> leading up to watching it, I'm like, I don't care. But I'll, I'll tell you what, um, it, I okay, I think I'm withdrawn. Like I I liked how it was starting. I was like, I had zero expectations, and I was I was watching it. I'm like, well, this is actually okay. Like it looks good. Um, you know, it's violent. This is kind of fun. And then, you know, as it went on, it got worse and worse and worse. And eventually I just fatality myself halfway through it. <laughs> I don't know how it ended. Episode 112, Crawl. That's what this movie does really well is it leaves everything open for you just to make the decisions about, right? Nothing, yeah. nothing is force fed to you other than the linear story. Everything yeah. else is just like, hey man, come up with whatever you want to about these characters. We don't care what their backstory is. None of that's important to us. That can be important to you. If that's important to you, make it up yourself. So for sure, it's a yeah. lot of fun. I, I like, yeah. I really appreciate it for that reason. And you don't see a lot of movies like that nowadays. Nowadays, movies are very yeah. contrived and they want to be very smart. They want everything to make sense. Um, if there's any sort of hole, they know they're going to get critiqued about it. Like, oh, well, this didn't make sense yeah. or this didn't make sense. Guess what? In Crawl, nothing makes sense. Nothing, nothing. And it's wonderful. <laughs> it's wonderful, <laughs> yes. That's exactly right. Like, we just presented two options that these slayers could be. It could be anything. It I could like be them both. That it could be that they're, they're these humanoid things. Might not be and that, And after yeah. they die, their brains come alive. And that's a new organism now. <laughs> it exactly. just digs, burrows into the sand. It's like, like choose whatever you want you. it to be. <laughs> No, it'll keep happening when these things die. This is going to fall out of their ma their masks or whatever, and that thing's just going to scurry off, and they will never tell us what it is, and it's wonderful, like you said. That was the perfect word. It's wonderful. Again, that's something like if, if you asked a kid to, to say, like, okay, the Slayer, we're going to cut his head open. What happens? Yeah. Um, his I don't brain know, like a out. giant greasy worm falls out, crawls out, but it's not dead. The worm's yeah. not dead. No. It gets away. And yeah. then goes and does something else. It's it. amazing. Yeah, it's, it's love great. it. Episode one hundred and thirteen, Super Mario one, two, and three. So Tim, you're a lot older than I am, and hey, now. I think I actually just didn't play Nintendo a lot. Come on, like the <laughs> Tim. Why do you just, have to start it like that? It's a fact, Tim. You're a lot older than I am. Why do you start it start it like that? I just like to jab you whenever, been like... whenever I can. <laughs> Yeah. You could have just said, you're my older brother. Yeah, you're that's, that's uh, all. You're that's that's good enough. My older brother of many, many years. And <laughs> the, the Nintendo the Nintendo was more like your system and older brother's system. So I didn't really play it very much. I think I can remember like I, I feel like I can count uh, on my hand the amount of times that I actually sat down and played the Nintendo and actually I think most of that time was probably playing Duck Hunt because I can remember playing Duck Hunt I don't remember playing Mario so I don't really have uh, a history with playing it as a kid I was more into the Super Nintendo because when I was I think when I was sort of of age of wanting to get into video games and getting excited about video games I can remember the Super Nintendo, I can remember Street Fighter, I can remember, you know, I can remember Mario World, you know, Super Mario World for Super Nintendo, but I don't really remember these NES games. So I, I actually don't think I played Mario, Super Mario 2 or 3. I don't think I've ever played those games before. Oh, um, really? I think, yeah, I think I've only played Super Mario Brothers by sort of revisiting it on other uh, consoles that it came out on. So I think I, I had a Game Boy Advance, I had it for that. And I had, um, 
Mario All-Stars for the Super Nintendo. And when I'd get into those games, when I get into that game, Super Mario Brothers, just really um, the first one for some reason was the only one I played off that All-Stars, um, I'd played for a couple minutes. And that was kind of it. I would. It, it reminds me of a lot of these Nintendo games where I sit down and I'm like, yeah, this will be fun. This has given me some... Uh, you know, some nostalgic feelings from back in the day of these old video games that I think I played a couple times, and then I'll play it for a couple minutes, and it's like, it's hard, right? I don't know what I'm doing, so you kind of have to train your fingers on what to do, and I just get tired, you know? I don't put in the work. I feel like there's a barrier at, like, maybe 10 minutes of playing that after you pass that, you're in, and you're just, like, so into these games, and I would never get there. I'd just play, sit down, play for a little bit, done, and put it down. So I did not have a big history with any of these a little tiny history with Super Mario Brothers, the first one, but, you know, not a lot. It's amazing that you you don't have much history with it, but yet your explanation of your history was extremely lengthy. <laughs> it was, Tim. <laughs> Episode 114, Tango and Cash. Brian James has Catherine, and he's got like a, a, a knife or a razor to her neck. Yeah. And Cash is like, I want to take the shot. I want to take the shot. You can see the dot on his head. You can see the dot on his head. I love in movies when the guy just takes the shot because do you know what's going to happen if you take the shot? Especially if you have a laser pointer, the bullet's going to go right where that laser is pointed. This guy's going to get killed. That's it. For sure. People who drop their guns and don't take the shot, that, I don't like it. Take the shot. I I guess what I'm saying is take the shot. Just take the shot. Yeah. Tim, it's probably going to come out okay. He was going to take the shot, and then um, th- this guy reveals that um, Catherine has a grenade on her neck, and that's sure. what makes Cash drop his gun. But but what is he has the pin a, hasn't He's got a knife to her throat. He can't pull the pin out of the grenade. He's busy. <laughs> like he, he has no hands. <laughs> She'll be fine. He has no hands to do that. The pin's still in it. Take the shot even more now. <laughs> like he's concerned about that grenade. He's going to try to, if he hears the gun go, he's going to try to pull that pin. He has no time to do that. No. Well, he's explaining to you that he's got a grenade yeah. attached to her neck. You shoot her. Shoot him. Shoot him. <laughs> when he looks to pull back her hair it. from her ear, shoot him. Yeah. He's not looking. What grenade? Shoot him. <laughs> so Cash makes. Cash makes a horrible decision, drops his gun. Then this guy makes a horrible decision and drops his his leverage. What is, what is, what in the hell is going on in this movie? Episode 115, Prometheus. Holloway, after tasting the pod, is not reacting very well to it at all. No. Uh, They they have to rush him back to the ship for help. But Vickers, he looks bad. bad. (laughs) Yeah. He looks real bad. Vickers won't let him back on the ship. And this is another really nice nod to Alien when Ripley didn't want to allow yep. the people back Perfect. on the ship because of a contagion. Vickers yep. is doing the same thing. And Holloway looks like he's turning into a scrawl at this oh, point. Oh, totally. It's yes. really kind of gross. But Dude, the first effect is almost the grossest. When he wakes up in the morning worm and he in goes his eyeball? to the mirror. Yeah. Yes, he has a worm in his eyeball. Oh, Come man. on. That's that, so that would freak you out, oh, man. If that happened to me, I'd freak out. Oh, get out of here. Episode 116, Tremors. At the point where Bert kills one, um, he radios back to Kevin Bacon that he's killed one of the mother humpers. Right, because you can't say the F F bomb again. Yes. So 
here's the thing. They're saying the F word. I saw Kevin Bacon's mouth say the say fucker. Did you really? And they they dubbed over Humper so that they can make it a PG-13 movie. So I think they nice. both said it in that moment and then they dubbed it over so that they can make it PG-13. <laughs> Because I always thought Humper was so. I don't strange. want Humper. I don't want. I don't want to hear Mother Humper in any scenario. Never again. It just doesn't Stop sound it. good. That's actually more offensive than than the other. Which what the other would be. Yeah. Now, apparently, Bert can't get the other two. He's trying to shoot from his roof down at them. And through the ground, but his gun just won't penetrate the ground. Right. Here's my question. Yeah. Why not just go back into your bunker, make some more noise, make some noise, and shoot the other ones when they come through the wall? Like yeah, it's, it just seems obvious to me. It's already worked. Just do the exact same thing again. Yeah, Tim, that's exactly what I was thinking. Back with the first one, I was like, why don't you guys just hang out by this <laughs> cement wall, make some yeah. noise, and then when it charges oh. you, just jump. Look jump, at you. Try to jump across like you did and smash into the wall. Look at you. You're even, you're way ahead of me. Look at that. Yeah. I never even considered you could do that trick on the on the concrete wall <laughs> the again. First, the first one. Wow. <laughs> nice, Dean. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. Episode 117, The Commandi Challenge. Who's Detective Chimp? That's that's the number one, like, detective for DC. You want something? Uh, uh, excuse me? Excuse what, me? Batman? What about Batman? <laughs> that no, guy's better than no. Batman? No, oh, come no, on. no, no, no. It's always Detective Chim. Batman's the greatest come detective. On. No. <laughs> Alex, detective is he a character Chim? or was he like an advertisement? I can't remember now. He was an actual character. Okay, yeah. Tom Taylor used him in uh, Deceased. What else was he? He, was, he actually was in um, one of the big Batman issues, one of the short stories he was in where they actually talk about uh, Batman being a, tech, uh, a detective and sort of having to pass this like big um, sort of test that they have. It's a detective test and he finally passes it and he gets to join the ranks of all of like the actual world's greatest detectives and Detective Chimp is already there, of course. Wow, yes. the world's greatest detective <laughs> finally passed the test. I have a very serious question for Alex. Uh-huh. You and Dean also had another podcast where you guys were going through the ages with Batman, you guys read hundreds and hundreds of Batman comics. And yeah. it sounds like you know about Detective Chimp. I'm I want you to tell me your personal <laughs> opinion. Do you think Detective Chimp is a better detective than Batman? Yeah. Detective, yeah. Wow. Get out of here. Wow. I'm blown wow. away. He's not I'm a, blown he's away. Not a better, he's not a better crime fighter or anything, but he's a better wow. detective. I got to read me some Detective Chimp. You got him, man. <laughs> this smells like another double feature right here. It's in here. his name. You don't, you, you don't say Detective Batman. <laughs> Episode 118, Lost in Space. Will and John are watching that ship Jupiter 2 take off. They watch it crash. They watch it, they watch it get hit by a meteor. Everybody dies. Will has the time portal set to before they took off from Earth. Way back before this movie started. That's what his time portal is set up to because he wants to go back and tell his family not to go on this trip because this trip sucks. And this like trip's going to kill here. everyone. And this trip. And what does he do? He changes the time portal to be 10 minutes earlier before they take off from the it's shit planet very, they're on. A very good point. I had not considered. 
What the fuck is going on? Send them all the way back to Earth to tell them not to go on this mission. What are you doing? Or uh, I was so, so bored, I never even thought of that. So they send, they send John. They send John back to 10 minutes before the ship takes off without a plan. He has no plan. It's just he knows to avoid one rock that's going to explode them. He doesn't know anything else to do to save them. And he decides in that moment that he wants to fly through... A planet, <laughs> to which get is a callback. It's a callback from before. Yes, it's a callback to going through the sun. They would fly through the sun, which they didn't he actually wants- do. They just use the hype, engage the hyperdrive. Yeah, yeah. but they he don't engage go- the hyperdrive here. They actually fly through the planet. Yes, and we watch them fly through the planet, and it is very dangerous. So this does not seem like this was the best use of your time-traveling device to send him back ten minutes to fly through a breaking up planet. Okay, I'm done. Extremely valid point. Episode 119, Deadly Class, Volume 7. I think Z's gonna get killed here. She's like, Brandy's gonna kill her, except Tasawi shows up, and this dude does what he loves to do. He loves to pop out of nowhere and hit you in the face with his skateboard. I think I'll never get tired of that. I'll never get tired of him popping out of nowhere and hitting someone in the face with a skateboard. It's just, there's something about it that I always want to see. It's good. I never know I want it until it happens. <laughs> yeah, they kind of like write the sound on the page and I can hear it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah he just got that one. He got her good. Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you think that might be enough to stop her though, but that's not enough. She pops no. right back up and cuts off four of his fingers. His fingers. His fingers. Four of them. Gone. Off. Four fingers. Gone. Yeah. Chopped off. In one slice. In one slice. Gone. Four of them. Yeah. Not getting hit with that skateboard again, I don't think. They're on the ground. He says he yeah. needs them. It's <laughs> like, I need my finger. Yeah, of course. I need of my finger. He needs them. Of course. <laughs> he does. He needs them. That's the right, re- that's the appropriate reaction. <laughs> Nave, Could somebody please gather my fingers for me. Reminds me of uh, Navin R. Johnson. I could use fingers. <laughs> I could use, I, I could, fing- use, I could fingers. use fingers. I could use them. <laughs> Episode 120, Back to the Future, Part 3. But I do like, I yeah, I do like that Marty's like, but we got Mr. Fusion, it's fine, right? Because the the part, the problem in the first, in the first movie Just was feed, they needed a lightning some banana bolt. Peels. Yeah, and now they don't need that much power because they have Mr. Fusion. It's like, well, it's a yeah. different thing though, Marty. It's something else. It's a car. There's lots of moving parts. This one needs to yeah. run. It needs gas to run. Right. Yeah. Well, I think the Mr. Fusion was broken, wasn't it? No, the Mr. Fusion's fine, but the Mr. Fusion is what replaces plutonium or replaces the lightning bolt. Now, yes. because of the gas, the only problem they have is actually getting it up to speed. Actually getting it to 88 miles per hour. So they need the gas to fly it. To fly it? Like, they need it the gas to fly? They need the gas just to drive it, just to go 88 miles an hour, because they have to be going that speed and then also have that reaction. So the Mr. Fusion is supplying the amount of nuclear reaction that they need so they wouldn't need a lightning bolt or they wouldn't need plutonium but they need to be able to drive the car 88 miles an hour because it still runs on gas yeah but in uh like at the end of number one when they fly it they're not driving it it just lifts off of the ground and they fly it do you need gasoline for that to Uh, just fly it it just picks up and flies i don't think so but it doesn't fly anymore though the delorean doesn't fly anymore it got it got broken when it got struck by lightning Okay, yeah, that's what I was asking. Like, yeah. Mr. Fusion was broken. Like, the whole Mr. Fusion idea is broken. 
No, I or think something it, else is broken. Yeah, then. something else. Something else is broken for the flying, and then the the tank is punctured for not being able to actually drive the car. The Mister Fusion is like the nuclear power, so that's okay, still gotcha. working because they need that for the flux capacitor. So that still works. All right, I'll tell you what. This DeLorean is starting to sound a lot like that piece of shit clock tower that's always broken. <laughs> totally, a, man. they got a parallel going on right there. They're gonna have a save the DeLorean person going around. Yeah, with, totally <laughs> collecting <See>? money. <laughs> save the time machine. <laughs> that's gonna be in part four. This time machine has been around since 1885. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's great. Episode 121: Interstellar. Now. Part one, I have titled Life on Earth. Kind of sounds like the start of a script, Tim. You're already mm, writing over there. Interesting. Wow. I think you're onto something here. Maybe that could just be our title of the movie. Interesting. Okay. Okay. We're already, see, we're already working here. We're already working. Should we just write a script this episode? Just I think so. Forget yeah, about this, this movie episode will be. <laughs> write a script. Our interstellar episode is us just writing a script called Life on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like it. It should take place in space, though. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> we would, throw, like, would really throw a curveball to people. Get them Definitely. confused about stuff. Yeah, and that's what people love. <laughs> getting mm-hmm. curveballs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Episode 122, Inside Lewin Davis. Lewin goes to Gene Berkeley's apartment, played by Carrie Mulligan, to see if he can crash there with the cat. Yeah. And she seems very upset at Lewin. Yes, she's not like, not very, like him. She's not like this man. Very. Very, very upset. upset. Very upset. Very upset. She passes him an upsetting note, Tim. Yes, a very Upsetting. very up- upsetting very it says she's very pregnant yes just like in the middle of them yelling at each other just passes him a note that says i'm pregnant yeah and doesn't he isn't he like what the fuck is this yeah that's uh back to like grade seven when you'd pass notes around <laughs> thank goodness i never got one like that i never got one like this i never got one like thank goodness <laughs> That would be too bad. We talked about this before. I was lucky if one ever came back to me. They just got <laughs> lost in the corner. <laughs> Episode 123, Dark Man. He cuts things so close, Tim. Every time he's somewhere, every time he's arriving somewhere, it's 90 minutes. He has nine That's minutes another thing left. Too. Like, you know what this guy <laughs> should do? He should set a pre-alarm for like, hey, look, yeah. it's uh, it's 84 minutes. You have 15 minutes to get the hell out of here. But he's always surprised yeah. when his watch beeps 99 minutes and his face and starts his melting. face starts melting. <laughs> yeah. I think he must just live like his his lair must be just like really far away. Like it must be an hour and a half cab ride away from everywhere. Yeah, really. And he just arrives, yeah. arrives places and he's like, oh, I only have nine yeah, minutes left. He gets left. there and his watch beeps and he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I got I to get out of here. If only there were a time of day I could do this when my mask didn't melt. Yeah. Oh, you know what might work? Wearing a mask oh. and putting the other mask on top of it, which would keep it dark. Yes. You could have yeah. the first mask melt after 99 minutes. Take it off. Great. Here's number two. You, this guy could be wearing yep. five masks at a time. If, if you want to solve the daylight yeah. thing. Oh, dude, here's another one. Do you think he tried sunscreen? interesting <laughs> i don't think so tim i don't think he tried sunscreen that's that's pretty good that might have worked yeah or just like a bag with five masks in it 
Yeah. Like, just put them in a bag. There's so many solutions for it. But yeah, uh, it's fun this way. He's he's I guess he's he's looking in the wrong places for his solution to the skin. The problem with the skin. <laughs> Episode 124, The Terminator. Sarah and Reese get caught by the police now and are taken into the police station where we meet Dr. Silverman, a criminal psychologist who wants to talk to Sarah about Reese and what he's been telling her. Now, I see this Dr. Silverman, and I immediately can't stand him. Right from the start, I can't stand this guy. He's He's the worst. He's so horrible. Dick. He's a dick. He is a dick. He's a dick. He's a dick. Yeah. You're right, though. It's like as soon as he opens his mouth, somehow they, whatever his first line is, they, he just works it, and you're he, like, I hate you. He right delivers away. the first line, and he yawns out of boredom <laughs> for this situation, <laughs> yeah. which is, it's a fascinating it and incredible yeah. situation, what has just stumbled into this uh, police station, and he's just like, yawn, oh, yeah. another, like, another commando from the future, screaming oh. about robots, oh, oh. Been there. Been there, done that, yeah, oh. Yeah. That's the thing, Tim. We're so into the movie at this point. And then this guy's just basically like, your movie's dumb. The movie that you like right now yeah. bores this me. This guy's a loser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hate this guy. Episode 125, Point Break. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim. And this week, we are going to be covering the movie Point Break. Dean, what's up? Tim, what's up? Uh, I like this movie about as much as Gary Busey likes meatball subs. Oh, yeah. Me too, man. Tim, get me too. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Did you see the way he ate it too? He just shoved that sucker down his throat. It looked so delicious. He was so hungry, he should have got three. He could have. He could have. Maybe he's on a diet. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Yeah, this movie, dude, yes. 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 It kind of rules. Yes. Hell yeah. Loved it. Yeah. Loved it. Not um, not one that I've seen very many times. I can count on one hand the number of times I've seen this. What about you? I can count on one finger. You can count on one finger? Yeah, I saw it one time when I was like a teenager. Oh my goodness. Okay. Cool. I also yeah. saw it when I was and a I thought it was okay. I just like I thought it was okay. Uh, yeah, I think I was kind of there too. I saw it, thought it was okay, then saw it a couple other times, and again thought it was okay. This yeah. time, I think it's awesome. Yeah, me too. Man. I love I was it. Really into it. I love. It. Yeah, me too. Episode one hundred twenty-six: The Sandlot. Like, I mean, we've alluded to it, but Smalls is so bad. He he can't yeah. catch. He can't throw. He's like walking the ball back to yeah. Bill and putting it in his glove. And Bill's just like, what What are you doing? Like, you're such a failure as a 12-year-old boy. He's <laughs> yeah. like. He just, doesn't know how. Bill's so disgusted by him. I know. So Bill offended. Sucks, man. Uh, I think it's fine, though, because Smalls has never played baseball before. Like, anybody who's never, never played baseball would play exactly like this guy's playing. 
you know? Of course. He doesn't know how to throw. He doesn't know how to catch because he's never done it before. So when Bill says, just keep your eye on the ball, and he keeps saying, just keep your eye on the ball, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> keep your eye on the ball doesn't mean anything. <laughs> like, no, tell him what to do. He's like, I'm sure he sees the ball go past his glove. Like, I'm sure he's seeing that happen. <laughs> keep the your eye on the ball doesn't make any sense if you don't know how to catch. Yeah. So, unfortunately, Smalls takes one right to the face. Yeah. And right in also, the eye. In the eye. It's also <laughs> unfortunate that Bob the asshole threw him a curveball. I know. <laughs> like he's just learning to catch, and Bill's gotta, practicing his curveball on him. Gotta gotta keep your eye out for that curve. You threw yeah. the kid a curveball? He can't even catch. <laughs> Watch the ball and also beware that I've got a wicked curveball. So it went right past his glove, right into his face. He didn't even warn him that, like, balls can move in the air if you give them spin. Yeah. An asshole. Man, that guy. Episode 127, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Right, but John Connor doesn't care. He doesn't care about that because John Connor doesn't like people dying. He wants to save people in this movie. He might be a little shit, but he doesn't like when people die. Dean. You can't just go around killing people. You can't. You can't just you can't just go you can't around, just go around killing, killing people. people. You can't. It doesn't That's, matter. I I want that on a shirt with uh with John Connor <laughs> with Edward Furlong's <laughs> face on it and it oh, says you can't man. just go around killing people. So do right? I. Yeah. Right? I also want a shirt with my explanation of how Sarah Connor <laughs> became to be with John Reese's story or sorry, Kyle Reese's story. I want that and on me the in shirt. the middle, me in you the know, middle saying I don't follow, and then you explaining it again. <laughs> my explanation, maybe on the back, maybe on the no, back. My also. explanation's taking up the front and the back. You can have you can have some room on the inside of the shirt to write okay, what you want so, to write. Sounds good. We're getting those made, everybody. Drop us a line yeah. if you want one of those shirts. Uh, how do you think it's going so far? I, I think it's great. I don't know. I, I hope think it's James, good. I hope James is enjoying it. James is listening. Yeah. Well, I, I, know think, he I think to he's show, liking yeah. it. I think yeah, he he, actually, I think he turned it off when we refused to sing him happy birthday. He may have. That was your fault. I was ready to go. Hey, I know. I know you were. That's okay. Episode 128, The Evil Dead. And all of a sudden, the girl attacked in the forest... Turns into a fucking demon. Yeah. First, Tim, she does a card trick. Yes, she did do a card trick, Dean. I she love did. that card trick. I love that card trick. It's a really tough one. It was really it's good. It's called, What Card Am I Holding? Do you think and you she, could do it? She was, well, I mean, give me the Book of the Dead and I could. Yeah. Um, but she is uh, very good at uh, what card is in my hand. Yeah. A little too good. It was very good. Yeah. And then she turned into a demon. And then she turned into a demon. Yeah. Even makes that trick even harder. Yeah. When you turn into <laughs> a demon. So after. much harder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, she decides that stabbing people is cool. With She's, pencils. With pencils. Yeah. Yeah. And um, likes to throw people into walls now too. Yeah. Very strong. I feel like if this movie was on TV and I had just tuned into it as a kid, it would be at this point I just got fucked up. Like, it just messed me up. Like, yeah. to, up to this point, right. it's sort of been, like, stuff that's been really scary and, yeah. like, regular level scary. And at this point, it's just a lot. At this point, it's 
I'm done. Like yeah. I just got messed up in a second. <laughs> like it happened so quickly. Definitely. Yeah. This is this is the person you can't have at a cabin party anymore. No. This is the, no, this is the person definitely. that's ruining the cabin yeah. party, and they do what I would do. You know, to that rowdy cabin party person, you toss them in the basement and yeah. lock the trap door. Yeah. Exactly. Hang out here for a little bit. A little too much to drink, Shelley. Episode 129, Podcast at the Lake, Battle Royale. Oh, okay. Now, this is interesting. Who's more fun to drive up to the lake with? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm not sure how you drive up to the lake with Jaws the well, Shark. It's very easy, Tim. You're you're hauling a tank behind you. Okay. And he's in the tank. Well, then, I mean, I'm just going to go out there and say it. I would rather haul Jaws the Shark than have E.T. in the car with me. You know what annoying is really, me. You know what's really annoying? E.T.? When, no, Tim, let me get there. It's really annoying. Elliot. It's really annoying when you have kids in the back of the car Elliot. saying, are we there yet? Oh, yes. Are we there yet? That's right. You know what E.T. is saying in the back of the car? Phone home. He just wants to call home. He just wants wow. to update them on what's going That's on. so true. This guy is going to be so annoying in the car. Yeah. We're going, to be, we're going to be putting on a podcast that we really enjoy and we want to listen to, and he's going to say, phone home. And no. here's the problem is, is you don't have cell service at the lake. Yeah. You can't call home. Yeah. On the way, like as soon as There's you leave the no city. There's no cell service. Your cell service is gone. There's no internet. You know what is awesome? You know what is badass on a four-hour drive to the lake? Hauling a tank with a 30-foot yeah. shark behind you. And then letting him loose in the, in the lake. How killer is that? Yeah, I like it, dude. I feel you, like we may have adjusted dude. the parameters a bit, but Jaws is through. I love where you got right away. You did all the talking for me. I didn't even have to That's defend That's the only it. way to get a shark to the lake. You got him in a tank. You're hauling him in a tank behind you, and it's a clear tank that everyone can see, so you're you're getting all the points from everyone looking. Oh, yeah. Badass. It's awesome. Oh, you're selling tickets at each yeah. stop you make. I love like, E.T., hey, you but- check out the giant shark? I love E.T., but I do not want to sit in the in the car with that guy for four I hours. love it, dude. No I way. couldn't be happier to move, move Jaws on. Yeah. Episode 130, Mad Max 2. I was like, oh yeah, he's gonna he's gonna drive this gas and he's gonna, you know, yeah. get to the he's gonna get to the beach, the bikini beach. Of course, yeah. Now we and, end uh, reproduce. That's what I think they said you that's all you can do at oh, the bikini man. beach is reproduce. Yeah. That place sounds real nice. <laughs> yeah. Um it, it also Why having wasn't Max the not humongous know? just going to the bikini beach. <laughs> Show I me think- the map to the bikini beach. And I'll let you live. You have one day to answer. Tim, hot take. I think Lord Humongous is from the Bikini Beach. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> I think that's where he originated. Maybe. I don't he hate looks that. looks like a beach bum. I don't hate that hot take. Yeah. I bet he can surf up a storm. Oh, totally, Oh, dude, that guy's, that guy's not afraid of a double overhead. No. No Day way. or night. No way. Whatever. That dude would carve a barrel like nobody's business. <sighs> totally. Episode 131, Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home. Uh, I'll drop something at the end of the episode, which might explain why her character was this way. But I'm saving okay. it. I'm saving it for the end. Ooh, ooh, interesting. Cool. Ha <laughs> Make the listeners listen to the whole episode. Oh, that's, actually, Tim, that is it so doesn't, smart. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, matter. Though, actually. You've already downloaded <laughs> it. it. We, we got the download. Yeah. You can turn it off right now. We don't care. But you'll yeah, just miss out on a you. bunch of fun. We're gonna have so many more laughs in this episode. Dean is gonna Dean's gonna drink so much more beer. <laughs> yeah, I am. That's true. 
It's going to be great. Don't turn it off now. (laughs) Or, oh, dude, you could just skip to the end and get the tidbit that I'm going to give right at the end. You could skip the next, like, 20 minutes and just get to that tidbit. Yeah, and you could see the stark contrast of me now and me three beers from now. Oh, interesting. Reacting to Tim's Tim's news. Interesting. This is a form of time travel, actually. Because the the listeners can jump into our future... With yeah. the swipe of a finger. It's incredible. We're not even there yet. Is they it, can get we're there. Not we're there. not even there. We're here. This feels like oh space balls. Goodness. We are here right now, but <laughs> you could go into the future and listen to me tell about why her character is the way it is. This is fascinating stuff. Uh, See, we're, Tim, we're then fucked. We're, we're then good we'll at time be travel. now soon. Yes, I know. When, yeah, when will then be now? Soon. 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 Pro- 20 minutes even. Oh, great. We should uh, we should be given doctorates in time travel. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Sh- uh, shout out to the physicists listening. And uh, if you know anybody, <laughs> drop us a line. Drop us a line if you want to give us a doctorate in time travel. We accept. Yeah. Episode 132, Alien Covenant. And we get a really incredible special effect sequence of this shuttle coming through the atmosphere, flying down to the planet, kind of whipping around and landing on a body of water. And yes. the the effects and dynamics they created with like the water bursting up from the jet engines of this spaceship landing on the water, it basically looked real. Like I, I, yeah. I'm just blown away by that sequence. It was so, so good. Yeah, totally agree. While it was happening, I said, as as that ship was started to land on the water after all that had happened, I just said, like, is this real? Like, am I actually watching a spaceship land? It looks so good. It's so textured. Like, yeah. I, I don't even know. I can't even believe it. It just, it looks real. I think it was real. I'm just going with it was real. I think it was. I think they built that thing and they landed that thing on a lake. Yeah. And I think Ridley Scott was flying it. Oh, for sure, for sure. He's like, I got this one, everybody. I got it. Check this out. Just turn the camera on. Yeah. (laughs) Hit record. Press this button. Hit record. You'll know what to take. You'll know what to film. Here I come. Did you get it? Oh, sorry. Uh, I pressed uh, the wrong button there. I didn't get it. We didn't get it. Classic. Classic cinematographer. It's it's sinking. The ship is sinking. It doesn't float. Oh, shit. They only had one take. Oh, shit. It's going from 90 million to 100 million for the budget. <laughs> uh, none of that's true, by the way. We just made that up. That's called riffing. Some of it's, I think. Tim, some of it. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 133, Alien Franchise Wrap-Up. All right, guys. We have one more thing to do. Cool. And that is to announce the next franchise walkthrough that we will be covering on Talking Back. I was wondering if you were going to do this, Tim. I think we have to do it every time. We have to announce okay. the new one. So I don't even know what it Dean is. Dean has no idea. I don't know idea. what this is. He has no idea. I'm choosing this for, for everyone. For, for you, for Corey, for the listeners, I'm choosing it. And we will be going on a journey in search of unlimited power as we walk through 
the Star Wars franchise. <laughs> no, we are not, Tim. We're, we're going to do it. We're going to finally it? do it. Where are you going to start? Are Where you do starting we start? Epi- Great question, Corey. Where do we start? Or, or New I think, Hope? I think we started episode one. Nice. I think That's cool. what oh, we tend goodness. to do in the podcast is we like to watch the first movie and sort of walk through it as if we haven't seen any more after that. So we'll we'll take it that way. Oh, that's so awesome. I'm so excited to listen. As a listener, I'm excited to listen to the the Star Wars episodes. Because like I said, you guys, I love that you guys do whole franchises. And I think it's freaking awesome. And I'm so excited that you're starting with episode one. And I love the prequels. And Dean has his, his <laughs> Dean lightsaber. Dean just pulls out a lightsaber. He just pulls out a lightsaber. <laughs> I love it so much. Is that, uh, is that Luke's from uh, Return of the Jedi? No. No. Uh, is... it, it, no, I made it myself. Oh. At, um galaxy's edge okay all i could see was the green so i thought it was i love it that's so freaking awesome dude episode 134 the matrix reloaded rick moranis he's he's a treasure that guy's a treasure he should have been a program in the matrix oh my goodness that might have been the way so much to make the humans accept the matrix is if rick moranis was in it that's all they're missing (laughs) right yeah yeah shout out to the architect Throw a little Rick Moranis in there. <laughs> Tim, <laughs> oh, you're shit. spoiling. I'm trying to stay away from this commenting on this because you're going to yell at me even though you're... I feel like you're trying to set me up. This is entrapment. <laughs> you're trying to set me up to spoil. Sorry. What I meant was the architect of um, <laughs> the uh, set, the set who... Um, the, oh, Shout right, out to right. that guy. Shout out to him. Who wanted Rick Moranis in the movie. <laughs> But they right. turned him, he turned it down. He turned it. Down. <sighs> yeah, he he had retired from acting, so he nice wasn't, save. Yeah, hey, nice save, hey Dean. <laughs> Great save, man. <sighs> Great save. It's getting hot in here. Or is that no? Uh, no, okay. no, it's good. It feels hot. <laughs> hey, don't mind my brother over there. He's drunk. <laughs> Take off, eh? I turned that movie down. It didn't make any sense to me, you hoser. How can robots and people coexist in the same habitat? I would love to watch Bob and Doug McKenzie watch The Matrix Reloaded. <laughs> That's a that'd be a great crossover. Uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie and The Matrix. Bob and Doug McKenzie at that rave with their toques <laughs> on and their beers and their donuts. Yes, I want it. <laughs> I need it. They just kind of walk in on Neo and Trinity having the sex. Yeah, and yeah. Just kind of walk out. Oh, hey, oh, wrong, hey, wrong room, eh? Sorry about that. <laughs> you guys want a jelly? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Episode 135, Tales from the Crypt Issues 20 to 22. Murdering John wasn't enough. He must marry Nancy in John's tuxedo. That he's buried in. It's a. This is a major flex. It's like <laughs> major flex. I'm not happy with just murdering you. I want to. I want to marry your wife in your tuxedo. It's very aggressive. Your actually, tuxedo. it's a little bit uncomfortable even for this book. It, totally. It all comes back to the tuxedo. He, that's why he's oh, Tim. You go ahead. That's why he's digging though. There's a corpse in the tuxedo. Like. Okay. Anyways, it's off to the grave. For the tuxedo that John was buried Uh, in, Lawrence is now ready to be married. He has the tuxedo. 
He's at the wedding, but he starts to feel crushed by it. Like it's squeezing him and choking him. He's short of air and he dies. Oh no. Upon further examination, they determine he died of poisoning from embalming fluid seeping into his skin. Oh no. How did he get that on him? The end. How did he get it on him? Yeah, Tim. How did he get embalming fluid on him? From the dead body that was embalmed. Oh, okay. This guy is such a fucking idiot. Like, he needed to be either a little more obsessed or a little less obsessed. If he was less obsessed, <laughs> he wouldn't have gone for the tuxedo. If he was more obsessed, he would have just cut off John's face and wore that to the wedding. <laughs> yes. That's the proper ending of this book. <laughs> Dean, you yeah. nailed it. I just, I just threw my pen. My pen just went... <laughs> Episode 136, Halloween. I love horror movies. I always have. I watched horror movies from a very young age. I got, I got desensitized really early to stuff because I watched it too young. I have never seen Halloween or a Halloween movie. What? In my life. I've never what? seen any of them. This is my first Tim. time seeing this movie. Really? Are you I'm serious? I'm serious. I'm serious. I don't even understand what happened, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I don't I don't really know. I think, you know, sometimes you just have like a blind spot in yeah. some franchises. I don't know what happened. I think maybe like this was an uh, older brother was a big fan of this movie and this franchise. So I think maybe I decided I needed to like find a franchise of my own and I never right. watched this one. But even as a huge John Carpenter fan, I never watched this movie. So I came in completely fresh to this movie. And oh my goodness, is it a, a work of art? I love it. Episode 137, Event Horizon. Did anybody see the a connection with eyes and blindness and not using your eyes? I mean, that's in there, but I don't understand like where it what connection it makes with the rest of the the story like did anybody pick up on and and like what connection seeing and being blind has to do with anything not I was, really i was never yeah never able to figure it out like why he says like where we're going we don't need eyes and it's like well <laughs> i why like i guess it would help when they were playing that 15 second clip of hell it would help if i didn't have eyes because then I wouldn't have to have seen it. But that's all I can think of. When that was said, I'm sorry. It made me think of Back to the Future. Like when I was totally. watching of the course. movie. Totally. <laughs> of course. Eyes. Where we're going, we don't need eyes. Yeah. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Weird. We also don't need skin, in case you're wondering. Skin. <laughs> Apparently not. Limbs are also optional. Episode 138. Seven. So... Somerset must be jealous that Mills found a word written at his crime scene because he also right. wants to find a word. He wants he one too. So he goes back to his his first crime scene with the first victim and he yeah. finds some pieces of floor that are missing that were mm -hmm. fed to his victim. Then he moves the fridge out of the way and finds the word gluttony written on the wall in Greece. So they're tied yes. one word apiece. 
Yes, they're tied one word apiece. They each have a word. Uh, this, they each have a it's word. It's words with friends. And, uh, <laughs> it's one, one word all. <laughs> they both start with G, so it's all even yeah. up to here. I don't know how many times I've seen this movie, so many times, and I always forget, even this time watching it, might be my 10th time watching it, I always think that this guy has Scrabble tiles in his stomach that say gluttony. Oh, I don't really? know why I think that. Oh, I weird. always think that. I know it must be like a CSI episode or something because yeah. it's just stuck in my head. So even when like the when they bring the ple- pieces of plastic in the like that the corners like this is found in his stomach, I'm like, oh, those are the, the words that spell out gluttony. Oh, weird, like, man. What are, we, what are we talking about? I always forget. <laughs> that's that's really strange. That's a cool it's idea. Very strange. But, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> episode 139, Frankenstein. It came from the sky. A man sees a bright beam of light come from the sky. He investigates and finds a putrid glowing mass. The mass reaches out and grabs the man and then dies. The man starts to change. He can hear the thoughts of people. After explaining what happened to his family, they check him into a mental institute. The man unable to deal with the thoughts of all the patients, eventually goes mad. A bright beam of light shoots from his body into the sky, leaving the man lifeless. The light shoots across the sky, landing in a nearby field. Is it real? Like, so now at this point, I just have to try to figure out how much effort you put into writing synopsis. (laughs) Yeah, is that it? Because, like, this is incredible synopsis of the movie um is it real it's so good that i have to go with it is real and if you wrote it i'm very impressed and eh. you wrote that i wrote that that is incredible I made, okay i made up something called it came from the sky okay so now i know the bar is up high it's raised i'm not gonna be able to figure any of these out hit me with the next one okay. you should know from our episodes dean i don't half-ass anything i know i do know that but like that one was really good tim like that should be a movie that that was better than leech woman like that should be a movie tim <laughs> episode 140 spider-man four pack um here's the thing though with the link broken everything's gonna be fine now you'd think of course yeah except no Namor and the Fantastic Five decide to continue fighting. Wait, why? To determine who gets to be in love with Sue Storm. Right, of course. They just keep on fighting. Of course, it's not her choice. It's whoever wins the fight who gets well, her. Well, it becomes her choice. Yeah. She tells them to stop fighting because she chooses Namor. <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. This is a, a twist ending. This twi- Dude, this threw me hard oh, what if spider-man so what if spider-man joined the fantastic four yeah sue storm, sue storm cheats on her husband cheats on her husband chooses <laughs> namor yeah. yes hell yes this is what i want out of this comic yeah she feels like the team doesn't need her anymore <laughs> yes so namor puts her into his machine that will turn her into an amphibian like him what and they live happily ever after she, and he that's changed- it. He changed her into an amphibian. That's the end. She breathes water now. Yeah. And that's the end of the comic. Yeah. She comes out choking and he's like, oh, right. Oh, yeah, right. She you only don't breathes breathe water now. Better get her into the water quick. And that's that. Episode 141. October monthly wrap up. You need to bring me the body of a freshly murdered person. Yeah. And then you just go out and you're like, well, I got, I mean, I'm in a rush, right? I got to. 
that guy who's got to get a moose head, he might get a moose head before I get a fresh dead body yeah. that I've killed. Yeah, you're, you're thinking you're like, okay, do I find a fresh dead body or do I create well, you have to create it. a fresh dead yeah, body? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To clarify, you have to create it. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. All right, let's move on. Um, you know what? Okay. This is another very funny thing. It's these sound bites from this month that could get us in a lot of trouble. Oh, yeah. Where we just are talking yeah. about killing people, murdering people. Um, I feel like we're only allowed to do this because it's October. Yeah. That's the now, only way we're Tim, getting away with it. Yeah, now it's behind Patreon, so the sound bites are back there. You don't have to. We don't have to worry about them. We can say murder a bunch of times. We did say murder a lot of times, mm -hmm. and I just want At to be clear. I, I did. I'm against murder. No, for in, sure, in 100 every facet. Against it. I think I think yes. murder is wrong. Okay. Yes. So take that sound bite and take it to the bank, everybody. I don't like murder at all. Here's the thing I like. I like watching it and reading about it, though. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't like watching it for real. I like watching it in a What's movie. your stance on <laughs> digging graves? Um, I, so I wouldn't do it myself. But again, something I just get really excited about when it's happening. <laughs> okay. So if I was like walking by and someone was digging yeah, up a grave, be cool. I'd be like, oh, hey, you guys digging up a grave yeah. over there? Cool. Cool. Can I watch? Can I Can I watch? Episode 142, Super Mario World. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and this week we are going to be covering Super Mario World, the video game that is awesome and rules and I love. Dean, how's it going? Good, great. You said it all there, Tim. It does rule. It's a great game. Mm-hmm. A movie. A movie? A movie you love. Super Mario World, the video game. <laughs> movie I love. A game that I fell in love with playing it for this podcast. Oh, Dean. A game that I would say I didn't really love before that. Interesting. Once again, this podcast is doing positive things in your life. That's all it does. It just introduces <laughs> me to things that I didn't know before and things that I thought I just didn't really like. Mm, cool. Episode 143, Dune. Music, Hans Zimmer. Hey, Dean, ever heard of Rain Man? Yeah, I've heard of Rain Man. Ever heard of Lion King? Yes. No? How about The Rock? You heard of The Rock? Yep. No? The Thin Red Line? Heard of that one, Dean? I have. No, you haven't? What about Gladiator? Have you heard of that? Have you heard of The Ring? Hey, Dean, ever heard of the Dark Knight trilogy? Yeah. No, hey. Ever heard of all of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies? Yeah, I've seen all these. No? What about, Bra <laughs> what about Blade Runner 2049? Uh -huh. No? Yeah. Ever heard of Dune, Dean? Have you ever heard of Dune? Yes. No. Well, he did a lot of other stuff, too, that you may have heard of. So. Oh. He destroyed this movie. He's so good. I have to say that that was the most surprising thing in the movie for me yeah. was the sound and not even just like the music, like the score, but just the sound yeah. that this movie was producing. That's probably the number one reason I would like recommend someone see this in the theater. Right. Yeah. Just to get that sound experience. Yeah. Obviously, the movie is bigger than life and looked fantastic on the big screen, but you just can't replicate that just like pulsating 
bassy sound that this movie produces if you're not in the theater. Episode 144, The Matrix Revolutions. So they go into the club to have a chat with Mr. Cause and Effect. And he wants the eyes of the Oracle in exchange for Neo. And Trinity says no, puts a gun to his head and threatens to kill him. And says she's willing to die in the process unless he gives up Neo. Yes. And she calls him Merv, which was the best. Yes. What's it going to be, Merv? What's it going to be, Merv? (laughs) This is great. Great. I love this. I I love this scene because so like like he just says he wants the eyes of the Oracle, right? And I'm just rolling my eyes over here. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like you want the physical eyes of the Oracle? Like it reminds me of um, Wizard of Oz when the wizards like bring me the broom of the Wicked Witch. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's one of these things, you know, go yeah. do the impossible. Go get me the impossible. So I love that they just like ignore it, basically. You know, they don't care about that. They're like, oh, screw you. We're not doing that shit. <laughs> so I really liked that. But he says it's, it's the one thing he's been trying to get his hands on forever, but he hasn't been able the to get eyes it. of the oracle meanwhile he's eating two giant olives out of his martini yeah. like i'm wondering what he's going to do with these True. eyeballs he's just going to eat he's them. Gonna, that is what he's going to do he's going to eat the merv's going to eat them episode 145 star trek 5 the final frontier so cybok is ready to let us know his plan he tells us he's found shakari a fabled planet of his ancestors and also a play on the name Sean Connery, who was the original choice to play Cybok. Are you serious? Yes, I'm serious. No, you're not serious. I'm dead serious, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that is a thing. That's a thing. <laughs> oh, man. Shakari. First of all, Sean Connery would have killed this. I know. This would have been incredible. Oh my goodness. I want it to be Sean Connery now. Of course. Shockery. Sean Connery. (laughs) Shockery. Amazing. Cybok. Lots of... uh, Spock. Yeah, right. A lot of name rhyming in this one. They're doing a lot of smart things with names here, I think there's an intern who's like, I got a couple of things to run by you. I think you're going to be a nice (laughs) fit for this movie. (laughs) Yeah. And they're like, yeah, throw that in there. (laughs) Yeah. So, Dean, here's my hot take so far with this movie. Okay. There's not enough sci-fi. Yeah, I mean, they they were camping for half the movie. (laughs) Not nearly enough sci-fi. They sang, row, row, row your boat in a round. Yeah, of course there's not enough sci-fi for this movie. (laughs) And I appreciated that because that was near the start. Yeah. But we're still not getting sci-fi out of this movie we're on a dusty planet for a bunch of it we're in the woods for a bunch of it we're mountain climbing there's a couple shots in a ship but this is just this does not have the sci-fi that i need out of my star trek movies yeah here's the thing every sci-fi has a dusty planet um so this is their dusty planet and it's just not it's it's just not as exciting. There's just not enough going on. They have one bar that has a bunch of aliens in it, but th- that's kind of it. You don't. I, I I need less time on the dusty planet and more. For me, Star Trek, I like it in space. You know, I like when we're we're in the spaceship and we're doing those things. Um, if they're going to be going down to planets and stuff, I think I need a little bit more than just dust. Yeah, and and they're spending point. a lot of time on this planet too. Yeah, uh, it's fine though. It's fun. I enjoy it. But that's my complaint so far. Now, Cybok tells us Shakari is the source. It's heaven. 
It's Eden, whatever you want to call it. It's a place from where creation started. And ah, the source. Creation, you say? I'm being um, Sean Connery. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. It's a, it's good. It's a good. <laughs> Clearly, dude, it's a good impression. Um, <laughs> uh, was that? What's your pain? Let me let me see your pain. Let me take care of that for you. Be free. Let's look at your pain together and see what we can do with it. <laughs> Oh, I want Sean Connery to take away my pain. That would be <laughs> yeah. so good. He already does. He already does take away my pain. I hereby lift your pain from you. Episode 146, Star Wars Franchise Warm-Up. Tim, we've uh, we've matched a lot of number one so far. Why change now? Number one, Jar Jar Binks. Um, yep. Uh, number you two. You said thinking you said don't like me? You said Who's talking back. Gonna die? You said think you don't like me. Said Jaja. <laughs> There's a reason. There's a reason why he has 158 lines in the first movie and two in the second. There's a reason that <laughs> happened. Yes, I love and it. Zero in the third. <laughs> well, luckily uh, we're gonna come out of the gate swinging with Phantom Menace, and I've got a of lot course. of stuff to talk about with Jar Jar. And it's Great. not all bad, as as people might be thinking. It's not going to be all bad. No, here's the thing. Uh, yeah, well, I, no, we'll get to it worst. when we cover that, that movie. That's it. Yeah, and we'll cover worst. it when we get to that exactly. movie. He's just, he's just the worst. Um, two, Jocasta New. Jocasta New is like the librarian um, oh, that yeah? uh, Obi-Wan's talking really? to in the archives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because why? here's the thing. Because he says... Oh, your archives must be wrong. The planet's missing. And she says, if it's not there, then the planet doesn't exist. Okay, fair enough. That's a little arrogant. It was. Like, just because it's not in your records, the planet doesn't exist? Come on. Her voice was so comforting, though. Perfect librarian voice. Yeah, it was fine. Um, I don't like her attitude towards Obi-Wan, my man Obi-Wan. Cool. She was very arrogant. Um, it's a good choice. Yes, Episode 147, BFOP Network Roundtable, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oklahoma does not look like that. <laughs> <laughs> I've driven through Oklahoma, and yeah, I don't remember it looking no. like that. <laughs> Oklahoma is flat. Yeah. There, are, there are no mountains and caverns and, and uh, well, maybe caverns, but definitely no uh, canyons or anything like that. True. That, that part kind of took me out of that it. That was like, Utah. That's you, like Utah all the fucking way. Oh, yeah, yeah totally. And why didn't they My just guys, like? This is why a, didn't they just make it Utah then? You know, yeah. um, it's a movie about ghosts. What does it matter what Oklahoma looks like? <laughs> <laughs> There's good. people in the theater that are like, wait a second. Hmm, I live in Oklahoma. Oklahoma. This is Utah. Come on, uh, There's fucking ghosts flying around. Tim, what? Uh, any any thoughts? Any uh, anything we didn't address? Yeah, one thing uh, I wanted to address is I just thought the movie looked really great visually mm -hmm. i thought they did a great job i really enjoyed the cinematography it's probably the thing that caught my attention very the very first thing um i thought they did some really nice close-up shots they did some really good far away shots i want to come to the defense of egon for a minute i would like to say the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few you mm -hmm. can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs science is a powerful drug leave the man alone <laughs> and in closing Adam, I love all your points, but for somebody who's celebrating a birthday, you sure seem angry. <laughs> <laughs>
episode 148, Batman. Yeah, Bruce uh, requests information on Jack Napier. So Alfred brings him a huge file. And Bruce reads two lines from the first page and cracks yeah. the Joker's toxin plan. Cracks the case. What you a great detective. It? Dude, he's the best detective of all time. Hey, Tim, he's the world's greatest detective. So this is how he does it. He opens up a huge file. He reads the first page and it says, Jack Napier, aptitude in chemistry. And he's like, chemistry? Yeah. Chemistry. Hey? Well, that's good. That's Alfred, convenient. we're going shopping is what he says. And then he cracks the case. Yeah. <laughs> I want to I do a quick shout out to our buddy Alex here. Um, hey, Alex, do you think Detective Chimp? Could have figured this one out in two lines of the first page. No way. No way. World's no greatest way. detective is Batman. Episode 149, Batman Returns. So this is the first we learn that there's a signal controlling the penguins, which I believe is why they're so happy to be working and doing the things the penguin wants, because this whole time he's actually been mind controlling them, which they never get into other than this one moment where Batman flips a signal and then all the penguins turn around and actually start to look like penguins. And they're just like waddling back to the sewer. Interesting. I actually never understood that. I think that's what's going, that's what the helmets are for. They're like mind control devices. I think you're, I think you're hundred percent right. I thought he flipped a switch so they couldn't mind talk to each other, <laughs> which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I thought he flipped a switch so they can't telepathically Penguins can't talk to each other. Oh, well, that's that's a real stretch right there. It doesn't make any sense, Tim. You somehow You're got to that they're right. already talking to each other telepathically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he jammed the signal, so they're all like, well, whatever. We're just going to walk away. I mean, Dean, that's a cool idea. I'll give you that. That's a, that's a cool idea. <laughs> don't know why I thought that one. I mean, well, because they don't really bonkers, tell us so. what's going on, right? <laughs> yeah. You don't really know. Yeah. But Episode 150. Star Trek, The Next Generation, Tapestry. So we start off in Medical Bay with Dr. Beverly Crusher. Settle down, Terry. Uh, we see Commander Riker. Lieutenant... Settle down, Jay. <laughs> Settle... Hey. Settle down, everyone. <laughs> Lieutenant Worf and Captain, Perca... Captain Picard. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, they get beamed into, they get beamed into uh, to the Medical Bay. Mm-hmm. And Picard is in real trouble here because he's been shot through the heart with the Terry on beam. <laughs> Tim's been waiting for a week to see I had that. To do that. So I've been waiting all day to do that. And there was a point where I didn't actually know if I'd go through with it, but I did. I'm glad you did. Yeah, I am too. <laughs> Episode 151, Top 10 Saturday Afternoon Movies. We always forget whose turn it is when we do when we do pulling from the hat. Hey, listeners! Oh, listeners! Thanks for joining. Um, you know that if you listen to Talking Back, we like pulling things out of a hat. Yes, and then reading them. It happens a lot in our battle royale episodes. So, if you fun, want fun to uh, participate, get yourself a hat, put some crumpled up pieces of paper in it, and pull along <laughs> with us. Yeah, sure. Yeah, do that. That's what everyone wants to do right now, Dean, is yeah. they want to make some crumpled up paper and pull it out of a hat. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, next up for Dean, we have Twister. Now, this is definitely not a movie I expected to see. Okay. Because it's terrible. 
episode 152, Star Wars, episode 1, The Phantom Menace. I think that it is, it is on purpose that the Jedi in this movie, other than the two we know, Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi, the rest of the Jedi in this movie sit on chairs the entire movie. They are comfortable. They're fine with where they are in the world. The Jedi's rule, they sit on those chairs and they just talk about shit. And they're not at all aware of what is happening. Like aware of what uh, Palpatine is doing because they are so comfortable. I agree with that. And, you know, they have a bit of a right to be comfortable because the Sith haven't been around for a really long time, right? For sure. For sure. My thing is, look, now that the Sith have shown up or are about to show up uh, shortly, get off your ass. Like that should have been like the fire alarm going off and just they should have like been all hands on deck. Um, But they don't they didn't really seem to do that. They're just they're very passive about it. Like, oh, we must uncover the mystery of the Sith, you know, and then everybody's looking around like. Are you going to do something about it? Or was he, did he mean yeah. you or did he mean me? Oh, I, don't, I don't know. Well, let's just wait. Let's just wait it out. It's like, I can't do it right now. My, my chair's in massage mode, <laughs> so I, I pass. <laughs> Is anyone else's chair not yeah. in massage mode? Maybe they can check this out. Uh, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then uh, one of them uses the force to unplug one of the other one's chairs. And they're just like, his chair's <laughs> yeah. not working. Send him. He can go. Send he her. Can, he can he can check out the mystery of of the Sith. Yeah. Kit Fisto's chair isn't working. Send him. <laughs> yes, exactly. I don't think Kit Fisto was in a chair, but I like your reference. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Episode 153, Unstoppable. So we get our first bit of action with the train actually smashing into something. We've kind of been waiting for it. We were hoping it was going to run through the children. It didn't. Uh, now, now it's, we were not hoping oh. that Tim, we were not hoping that oh, was that, that just, sorry. I, I, no, whoops. Uh, I didn't mean to say it that way. I got my <laughs> sentence mixed up there. Um, right, right. but what it does do is it smashes a trailer that's stuck on the train track. It wasn't much, but it was a nice little like, okay, here's some, here's some destruction for you. You're right, Tim. We did need something at this point. Like uh, we had a near miss of a collision. Yeah. We needed some sort of collision to happen. Right. Enough talk. Let's see. Let's see this train hit something. Yeah. Let's see that. It, we, let, I don't really believe it's a problem. <laughs> right. let, show me. Show me why it's a problem. Show me. It's not a problem until something gets smashed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what would have been. You know what would have been really great. Um, it probably wouldn't have fit in the movie. But if uh, maybe the DeLorean showed up on the tracks and got smashed, that would have been great. I would have enjoyed. It would have been great, Tim. That actually would have... I think it would have fit in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, actually, you're right. It probably would have. Episode 154, Spy Game. Yeah, and again, in the whole process, Mir's asset dies, who he had worked so hard with and got close with. Bishop's asset. Um, Sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry. uh, Yeah, sorry. Bishop's asset dies, who he had sent... The doctor who he had sent into the building, and then the building was blown up, so... This, you're right. This is just putting another block in between Mir and Bishop. They are now as far probably as they've been in the movie um, to being on the same page. Yeah. Now in that scene, Tony Scott was having a lot of trouble finding a building that he could actually blow up. They were were in Morocco. He couldn't find anything. And at the last minute, he actually purchased that building off of Moroccan royalty and was able to blow it up in that scene. Wow. Okay. Maybe that's where all the money's gone. <laughs> oh, maybe this is, he purchased maybe. it off of royalty. Yeah, off like, of Moroccan thinking, royalty. 
is this building cost 50 million dollars or something <laughs> might have cost 50 million dollars <laughs> that hey there we go that's how it got so they they're like we'll give you the building but you sure as hell aren't getting a helicopter from us yeah <laughs> <laughs> episode 155 deadly class volume 8 now yeah this volume volume 8 yes. starts off with a picture and an arrow pointing towards Marcus and the text of Marcus, colon, everyone he loves dies. Which yes. I thought was a really nice start. They're just Tim, reminding us, everybody this... who Marcus has lost yes. has been killed. It's an absolutely perfect start to this book. It's perfect that we haven't read it in many, many months because <laughs> I sit down, I open up the book and I'm like, okay, what's going on in, what's going on in Deadly Class again? First thing I read. An arrow pointing at the main character, Marcus. Everyone he loves dies. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm right back there. I get it. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> totally. It's so perfect. Episode 156, Batman 4-Pack. Uh, the one thing I, I want to criticize, though, about the whole Chris O'Donnell Robin thing, I know it was great for the movie. It was a lot of fun. I do not buy the fact that he was just able to jump into the Batmobile and steal it from the Batcave. There's no way in my mind you can hop into the Batmobile and understand how to drive it if you're not no. Batman or if you haven't had lessons. There's no way. I agree. So that kind of just pulled me I out agree, of it. Tim. Also, what pulled me out of it, it happens twice in this fucking movie, is somebody falls into the Batcave, somebody finds the Batcave, the intruder alert goes off and the Batmobile pops right. up. Right. What is that? Why is the Batmobile popping up on an intruder alert? It should not what be. What is doing that intruder that. alert even saying? Because it's not saying intruder alert. It's saying something like it's like I know. intruder. Intruder. It's like, it's like what? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't even be worried if I broke into that place. I don't even understand what's no. happening. It's like I'm being. You break in oh, and the great. Batmobile I'm, I'm comes up for you welcomed. to make a getaway because apparently you can just yeah, drive exactly. it. Exactly. Great Batmobile. Bull of bullshit. Intruder. <laughs> show, show, show. Episode 157, Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. Another thing I liked about that scene was that Boba fires missiles and hits Obi Wan. He's actually yeah. contributing to the fight. He can't yeah. even mm -hmm. see. Be because his chair won't swivel, he can't even see what he's shooting at. He like shoots the missiles, then he he was he's kind of peeking over the glass to see if anything yeah, right, if he got right. anything. It's really it's fun. It's good. That's good yeah. Stuff. Get him, Dad. Get him. Yeah. Fire. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's super yeah. fun. Um. So, yeah, they uh, Django and Boba get away, but Obi Wan follows. I love I love that when he throws that uh that that freaking uh that tracker thing i was like yeah he just chucks it right on there. it's like, a I sick love throw that yeah it looks like yeah. he has a really good arm like i watched yeah. it and i was like that's a good that's like he just threw a strike from left field like that's a good throw <laughs> yeah dude his his form is great <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I love that and tim what you're saying i love the chase uh to geonosis between um you know obi-wan and, and jango fett and slave one yes and all the things that you see slave one can do uh yeah. from inside the cockpit and everything is amazing um i like you know he doesn't have his helmet on and he's got those cool you know headphone thingies on that it looks right. so retro uh you know jango fett does and i even love 
Obi-Wan's Jedi fighter. I think it's amazing looking. I think yeah. it's so cool. But man, oh man, that seismic charge. Oh, that best. first time I ever oh. saw it, I mean, I almost wet myself. Me I was too, like, man. This is amazing. Yeah. I thought something Agreed. was going wrong, like with the audio. <laughs> yeah. It, it just, it was such a weird thing. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you're just like, Poof. yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, there's a cool part of that scene where Obi-Wan basically, he does this trick of landing and hiding on like the backside or underside of an asteroid. And then Django and Boba fly off to Geonosis in, um, empire. Boba uses that trick to catch up with the millennium Falcon. He's got himself. He did the exact same thing. So I love that. He, I love the thinking that Boba, (laughs) Boba probably wondered how Obi-Wan survived and was able to track them to Geonosis and then figured out that's probably what he did. And he puts that in his book of tricks and, and pulls it out later. I thought that was really cool. Cool. Yeah, cool. He doesn't give up, this guy. <laughs> that, that's some dialogue that I don't like, by the way. <laughs> that's fine. It's fine. All right, so let's move on to Anakin and Padme's story here. Do, do, do we have to? Fast I want to. Next scene. No, I, I want to. Fast forward, fast forward. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <the> <laughs> fast forward. Episode 158, Superman 2. Great. Okay. Couple things, Tim. Yeah. In these last, in this last little bit, because a lot of stuff happens. Um, one, great to see Rocky get his. I think he got off a little easy. I was hoping for like a tear in half or a head being ripped off. <laughs> that obviously wasn't going to happen in this movie because this movie's like PG. We needed some murder but, there. So just some murder. I needed, I needed a fist going all the way through oh, a head. Right through know, the face would have been awesome. <laughs> right through the face would have been great. Something like that. Yeah. He got off a little easy, but that's okay. He still got his revenge. Um, two, I like the kiss that makes uh, Lois forget. Um, and I would especially like it if the next one starts up and she figures out who Superman is again at the beginning of the movie. And oh, then like he has to do fun. the kiss again at the end. That would be so fun if every movie starts with her just having to figure it out because she's she's got to be good at her job, right? So she just always figures it out. Right. I think that would be really fun. Right. Um, yeah. So I, I really like that. I really like that end. Um, yeah. That, uh, it's a fun movie. Yeah. I like the kiss also because it's like a new power that Superman has that we didn't know he had. Right. Yeah. We kind of thought we learned everything in the first one. We're still learning about his powers. I like that because the bad guys were learning about their powers on Earth, and Superman yes. is still seems to be gaining powers. So who knows what this guy can do? Yeah, I was a big fan of all the times Superman did something I didn't know he could do. So like the 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 hologram sort of thing that he was doing. Like I don't know if that was powers or something that the Fortress of Solitude allowed that him was to the do. Fortress, like I'm not yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so too because it's like it's covered in crystals, yeah. right? So like that kind of makes sense that he'd be able to manipulate that to right. make himself look like he's other places. Yeah, re- um, but with no explanation, I kind of liked it. Yeah, yeah I, I liked that we didn't really know how yeah. that was. Um, there was a time where he took off like his his chest emblem and he threw oh, it. Yeah. at yeah. Uh, he threw it at someone and it turned it turned into like a giant fruit roll up. Yeah, and it wrapped then, like, him up. Covered him. It wrapped him up. Wrapped him up in a giant fruit roll up. All it I did was, was really knock him over. Too. He just like unwrapped himself and stood back up again, but it was pretty cool to watch. It, it disappeared. It <laughs> fell on him and knocked him over and then it just disappeared. Um, but it was fun. I liked it. Like I liked being like, whoa, what the heck was that? Yeah. So the kiss, I'm with you, Tim. I like the kiss at the end. I'd be like, oh, okay, he can do that too. This is fun. Yeah. Episode 159, The Punisher. Awesome. I I love that uh, that he's like actually sweaty in the movie because I, Tim, we've we've mentioned on the podcast. I love running scenes. I love when people run in oh movies. Another thing I love. Why do you is keep bringing people... that up? 
Because I love it. I love when people run. It seems so weird. I have weird things. Is your favorite movie like a track movie? Tim, it's when people are running when they didn't plan on running. I think that's oh, what it is. So okay. it can't be track. They're all planning and training. They are. They know about their... I love when people just have to run. I want to see how they look when they're just running for their lives or like in Bond when they just got to jog over <laughs> somewhere because they're supposed to be somewhere else. Um, love it. Love running. I love sweating. I love in movies when people are sweating and I think they're actually sweating. It's one, It's just another one of those things where that's why I rewound on this part. I was like, I think he's actually sweating. <laughs> and so I had to watch it. What the hell? Know, man. What the hell? Man? I don't know, man. These are the things I like. This is why I like every movie, Tim, because a guy can sweat <laughs> on a movie and I'm like, fucking awesome. Five stars. <laughs> okay. Well, I know why Alien is your number one movie. There's a lot of sweat going on in it's that movie. It's so sweaty. It's one of the sweatiest movies there it's is. It's a very it's, sweaty movie. It's very yeah. sweaty. Episode 160, Batman and Robin. All right, so let's do uh, a walkthrough here of the story. So we start the movie off in the butt cave. Or I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, I, mean the, <laughs> I the like that, cave. Tim. I like the, the butt, butt cave. cave. Sorry, not, my bad. Right, my bad. We see, we see Batman and Robin suit up. We see their clenched butts. And we see the new version of the Batmobile, the beautiful Batmobile. Yeah, I thought it was funny that we start off in the Batcave and one of the first things you see is the Batmobile because in the Batman Forever app, Dean, we were laughing that anybody who walks into the Batcave, the Batmobile just comes up and presents itself to yeah. whoever walks in. It could be anybody. It's so dumb. It's the so mailman dumb. could walk in and the Batman, the Batmobile comes up. Yeah. When the intruder alert goes off, the Batmobile <laughs> rises. What is that feature? Yeah. <laughs> worst so feature dumb. ever so, so i thought it was funny that we arrive in the batcave right away and here it is the batmobile again just like hey like, everyone here's the look car at me. for you <laughs> someone's here it's like a dog it's just like runs to the door oh who's here who is it yeah. who's here <laughs> do you want to drive oh. me i'm pretty cool <laughs> yeah i'm easy to drive and steal <laughs> episode 161 star wars episode 3 revenge of the sith Anakin is so mad he got his arm cut off. He's so mad he got his hand cut off last movie that he's just out there cutting off limbs. <laughs> Whenever he has a chance, he's just cutting limbs off. He could have just stopped Mace's lightsaber, but no, True. he's like, fuck you, I'm taking your limb off. True. Yeah, Sidious is um, scarred from his own electricity that's being kind of like blasted back off of Mace's lightsaber. Yeah. I liked that. I liked that that's how they kind of connected the way that he looks in the original trilogy with, with here. I always just thought in the original trilogy, he just looked old, but he was like, yeah, you know, he was, he was deformed. It was, I liked that they, they did that. Yep. Sidious. Yeah. He grabs Mace Windu. So electrocuting him, throws him out of the window. Yeah. But he said something just before he did. What was it, Dean? I don't quite remember. Okay, let's he, move on then. He was talking. He was talking about how strong he was. It might have been like everybody cover your ears. Something cover about your ears, listeners. Something about his um, unlimited power. I think it was that. It might have been that. Very impressive. I think that actually might have been your best delivery. Thank you. You you really took it dialed, slower this yeah, time, really like he, that like one he in, did actually. it. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I was very method on that one. I had actually electricity coming out of my fingers. Yeah, I saw that. Episode one hundred and sixty-two, Bloodsport. Uh, yeah, this is. A, I think this is the first 
No, this probably isn't the first time, but one of the first times we see him do the splits, his big thing that he can do the splits, he does it 500 times in this movie. Every fucking time, it's great, Tim. Oh, yeah, the best time is uh, a little bit down the road. Yeah, a little bit down the road, yeah. yeah. But I love it every time. Every time he does it, I'm like, how is that happening? How is he doing that? I tried to learn how to, how to do the splits as a kid because of this guy. Cool. It's not easy. Amazing. I found yeah. a sensei who told me how to do it, and I trained and trained and trained, and okay. I, I don't think I got like even two inches further than when I started. I just, I, oh, I can't well, do this. That's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a about, flexibility thing, right? It was all it's about like, stretching. I feel like, yeah, he's, the guy was like, there's only, his... yeah. Yeah, there's <laughs> only so far the body can go. To... <laughs> I go, there's only so far the body can go, Tim. I know, I know. This guy was just about stretch every day, do these certain stretches, then, you know, hold the pose and, yeah. For five, ten minutes, and I tried and tried and tried, and I, I was just like, fuck this. This isn't what am I totally. doing? Who have I become? Who have I become wasting all this time trying to do the splits to, to be Jean-Claude Van Damme? You never made it to the rope. You never made it to the rope pull stage. That would have got you that there. Worked. That would have got you there, yeah. But what yeah. was what was doing the splits even gonna get for me? I'm just gonna be like, hey, check this cool out. Points. Hey, hey girls, check this out. Boom, splits. <laughs> cool. Hey. It's impressive to pants are ripped. You never know. You gotta, never know you what, go home at lunch, what you could have pants. done with your life if you could do the splits, Tim. You never know. Could, I could have done amazing things. Amazing things. Amazing things. Episode 163, Moon Knight. That's the problem with Batman. He's the absence of color, whereas Moon Knight is all the colors combined. Wow, Tim. That is, that's a tweet right there. <laughs> <laughs> You should tweet that out. Cool, yeah. I will tweet that out, yeah. Tweet that out on our on our Talking Back uh, uh, Twitter. Yeah. Unfortunately, our Talking Back Twitter doesn't uh, have a lot of traction, so uh, that would get tweeted in, into the unknown. Okay. Into, into, the, into the black. Hey, if you don't follow us on Twitter, don't bother. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Don't worry about it. It's all good. Check us out on Instagram. Much. That's where we like to that's where we like yeah. to spend some time. Twitter is about like things that are happening right now. And our podcast is about retro content. Right. <laughs> it doesn't fit. Me trying to be on Twitter pushing retro content, it just doesn't yeah. it doesn't work. And I'm okay with that because it shouldn't work. Right, yeah. Twitter's rejecting you and you're like, yeah, that's fine. This like, relationship yeah, that, was that never meant to be. That makes a lot of sense. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry for coming on here trying to yeah. push a retro <laughs> agenda when that's not what it's you're all about. It's not you. Twitter. It's me. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> We're going to break up, and it's not because of you. It's because of me. Yeah. I'm sorry. Classic. Yeah. I made a mistake. I don't belong here. Episode 164, Ghosts and Goblins and Super Ghouls and Ghosts. So another false ending to this game where you go through the hard, hard game. Mm-hmm. You dedicate weeks to it. You finally beat it. You're so proud of yourself. And Princess Genevieve says, Oh, Arthur, I'm so glad you came to help me. But not even you can defeat that fiend Sardius without the goddess bracelet. I once wore the bracelet, and that's why I was attacked and captured by the demons. I barely managed to hide it on the way here. Please, Arthur, come back here with the bracelet and release me. You are my only hope. 
Fuck you. Fuck you. I'm out. See you later. You didn't tell me about this bracelet. Controller, thing. like mic drop, but controller drop. <laughs> controller drop. Fucking <laughs> axe kick that Super Nintendo and I'm out. Episode 165 Solo, a Star Wars story. And joining us this week is a very special guest. He's back for his fourth appearance on the show. You heard him on Total Recall, on Lock and Key, on the Commandi Challenge, and he agreed to come on and talk some Star Wars with us. Dean, please help me welcome our good friend, Alex Rupp. Do we clap? Do we clap here? Yeah, let's clap. We talked about that ahead of time. That's in my contract. You have to clap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this was arranged beforehand. This was demanded, right. actually. Right. You know what's funny? I, I totally forgot that I've been, this is my fourth time on the show. How long have you guys been doing this for? Like, this is our fourth episode. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> You've been on all of them, man. We just yeah. do like six month gaps. Wow. <laughs> we rely on you. Episode 166, Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. The two things I love about this. One is the Klingon response. The Klingons get on the radio oh, yeah, right away. Like, everything's we've fine. Seen, Fuck off. We've seen a quarter of the moon left. We've already seen it. We've seen just a quarter of the moon. And this guy gets on the calm and he says, um, everything's okay. Don't worry about it. Don't come help us. We're fine. No problem. That's so it's true. ridiculous. It's so true. It's so ridiculous. And then, and then... Somebody on this ship asks Sulu, should we report this? And he just says, are you kidding me? That's yeah. his response. Yeah, exactly. Are you kidding me? And then they cut away. I don't know it's if that amazing. meant like, are you kidding me? Of course. Or are you kidding me? No, we're not going to report it. I don't need, I didn't know which one it was. It's of course. It's are you kidding me? Of course. Because yeah. yeah. this guy's just like, oh, no problem here. We just have half a planet now. No problems here. I love should that. we report it's like, this? Oh, it's great. like, um... I don't think everything's okay, dude. Like, we can yeah. see <laughs> your moon in our viewfinder. It's mostly Tim. gone. It, everything is not okay. Also, the first image on the screen when they're, when they're like, when their uh, feed picked up was a guy, like, burning. He was, oh, was like, it? on oh, no. fire. And then they cut to this guy in the chair, and he's like, no problems here. Everything's okay. I loved it. It's so funny. I so loved good. it. Don't worry. Everything's yeah. fine. Everything's please, fine. Please continue on your way. Nothing Leave to us see alone. Here. Don't come here. Thank you for worrying about us. Episode 167, Commando. I, I absolutely, Dean, absolutely love this next scene where the bad guys sabotage Arnie's truck so he can't chase them. Uh, it makes no sense at all. L uh, please stand by while I walk us through this one. Okay, perfect. Arnie walks over to the truck. He doesn't try to start it. He just goes right to the engine and opens the hood and pulls out a handful of wires. So always bad. Yeah, but he just assumed that they sabotaged his truck. Like yeah. he didn't try to start it first and realize it wasn't starting. Yeah, he a handful just... of wires is always bad, Tim. Uh, yes, definitely. Okay, fine. <laughs> fine. Apparently, those wires were the bad guys cutting his brake lines. Okay, I love that the prop guy just dumps a ball of wires on top of the engine for Arnie to pick up. Yes. Uh, that's a that's a movie trope. I always love when I see that. Someone opens up an engine, pulls out a ball of wires, and is like, oh, this engine's fried. Yeah. Well, Shit, they got me with wires. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guess what? 
Go to your car. They wired my engine. <laughs> yeah. Go to your car. <laughs> pop the hood. Tell me how many wires you actually see. There's not many. <laughs> Definitely not a ball's that's, worth. Tim, that's why when you see them, it's really bad. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> it's yeah. a really bad Oh, sign. yeah. It's in real bad shape if you can see wires. It's, it's super bad. Yeah. You do not want to see wires under that hood. Yeah. Episode 168, Aliens Tribes. Because I, I, I'm so used to reading children's books all the time. So my my text and my dialogue is like, it's written very similar, you know. And this was not in that wheelhouse. So it was <laughs> retraining my mind uh, in a good way. How, how to be an adult. How to read like an adult. <laughs> how to read like an adult. And to myself. I'm like wanting to read out aloud, you know. <laughs> and then shit kicker. Oh, oops, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you just open up any book, any page, you know. Her patience was like to myself, you know. And then I'd be like, <laughs> the darkness, her strength. Her shroud, her ally, even against daddy, the aliens honed that sonar and was a comfort to her. What are you reading in there? Oh, nothing. It's like getting caught with a Playboy or something when I was a teenager. Seriously. <laughs> I think you could do the audiobook though, Zach. I think that was pretty good. I would I listen agree. to that. Oh, yeah. thanks. I would love to. Hire me. <laughs> someone. <laughs> someone, please. Dark Horse, come on. Come actually, on, I don't know. For sure. Actually, I don't know who. Uh, Tim, you guys bought it on um, Comixology. Is is Marvel putting this out now since they have the license, or is this still a Dark Horse one? Oh yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It has Marvel on the top. Yeah, oh, it there does. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. So they've okay. switched wow. everything over. Okay, it has Marvel and 20th Century Studios. Okay, on. there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was gonna say, you know, I was able to get the uh, a a a used copy of this via Amazon and it turns out to be a first edition. So that's pretty dope. Um, yeah. I'm, I don't think, you know, you go on eBay and it goes for a lot more than that. So um, don't be afraid to check out Amazon sometimes for, for used books or your local library. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> i love that plug just landed so flat anyways <laughs> it landed to me it landed to us because we know uh, yeah yeah exactly we, we yeah. know zach's copy has the library insert to it it does actually i i so so the library got rid of it and, <laughs> they're like uh, I've, I've, got, I've got a couple of those i've got a couple of those from uh, from amazon it's like and it's I, in it's in great condition near mint <laughs> but they don't mention that it's got the library stamps all over it and yeah. the insert card and fuckers taken out by Bobby in uh, 1987. It's got a cool. dr- like a sketch, like a, a stick figure drawing in there. Me. <laughs> Episode 169: Star Wars Rogue One. Music. The only Star Wars film not to be scored by John Williams. Yeah. The music in this movie fucking rocks. Oh, of course. That this is the weird thing. I think this guy, Michael uh, Giacchino, Giacchino, I think he, this is what I think happens. He gets the job. He outsources John Williams to do the music secretly. No, Tim. And and then it's, so we're actually listening to John Williams music. It's so good. It's so good. You don't think that happened? No, I, I love this guy. This guy's amazing. Tim, Tim, this guy's the lost guy. Yeah. He did all the music in Lost. Which is amazing music. Yeah, he did. Yeah, it's great music. He also worked on Let Me In with Greg Frazier, the cinematographer. Dean, he did Mission Impossible 3. Oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. Star Trek 2009. Yeah, he's an Abrams guy. I think he won an Academy Award for Up, movie Up. 
He did the music for Doctor Strange, Spider-Man Homecoming, Far From Home, and No Way Home. He scored the Batman and is currently working on Thor Love and Thunder. Oh, heck yeah, man. I love this guy. This guy rules. Yeah, let's give this guy a hug. Yeah. Hug him. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, Tim, we haven't given a hug out in maybe in over a year. I want a five-way hug. You, me, the director, (laughs) Gareth Edwards, the cinematographer, Greg Frazier, and the... Uh, music man michael giacchino okay what Big about hug. the writer the writer's out of the hug i didn't talk about the writer okay okay so yeah he's not in it no he's not in the hug okay sorry no. here okay you want to let's go a little bit further with music by michael he was a late addition to the movie and only had four and a half weeks to compose the music for the film wow he included some of the famous john williams clips like, obviously, the Death Star motif is in this movie. The Imperial March is in the movie. The classic, like, Star Wars theme is in it. Um, but for me, man, I think this is one of the better scores in the franchise. Yeah. I'll probably get in trouble for saying that. The nerds are going to send me emails. Well, I love you nerds. I'm a nerd, too. Don't be offended. But I'm going to get emails for saying that. But listen, I think it's true. I'll put this movie score up against any of the others. I'll probably lose to some of the originals, but I'll probably beat the majority of the Star Wars films in the franchise. Episode 170, Saga Volume 2. Cool. Well, one thing that we didn't mention, um, but there's a narration going on through Volume 1 and through Volume 2, and it's actually Baby Hazel narrating, but obviously not from, you know, the point of view of a baby. So we know that at some point we're going to catch up with Hazel uh, at some other age in her life where she's kind of like living back or retelling all of this story to us. So I thought that's a really cool element that can kind of easily be overlooked because you get so focused and wrapped up in the characters. But while she is a character, she's not really a character. She's just a baby. So we get her character through the narration. Yeah, if they're really good, it'll be the last volume in which they'll catch up. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. That'd be very yeah. cool. Exactly, yeah. 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 Old, old lady in a rocking chair type situation. <laughs> we could only hope. Stroking, yeah. li- stroking lion cat. Yes, of course, of course. <laughs> with that, like, jewelry from the Titanic, too, right? Yeah, like, oh, yeah, or, yeah. Know, that's what yeah. I was... I was, I was I the, heart, the heart of the ocean? The heart yeah, of the, the heart sea, of the something ocean. Like, yeah, something like that. Heart of the ocean. And finally, there was peace between Wreath <laughs> and Landfall. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then it and. ends with Lion Cat saying lie. Lying. Lying. Oh, there it is. Oh. <laughs> That'd be good. I think you just wrote it, Tim. <laughs> hey, I got a check mark too. You yeah. got your check mark. Right it took the all the way to the end, but you All the way to the end. I was lucky to get one, I'll tell you the truth. <laughs> Episode 171, The Running Man. Now, one of the prisoners in the jail here, Weiss, he has a red vest on that said, trusty. Did you notice that? No, not at all. It was so good. I think that they just have like the people who they can trust as inmates. They slap trusty on their, on their outfit. <laughs> Awesome. So like it's like you don't have to worry about him. He's not gonna yeah. like try to revolt or anything. He's a trustee. I couldn't see anybody else wearing trusty, but I saw him and Amazing. he was like the nerd. And I just feel like Amazing. they slapped it on him because he was <laughs> at no risk of like trying to overpower a guard or anything like that. Which I thought was so, so hilarious because it turns out they were completely wrong about him. 
and he helps start a prison break where him, Arnie, and some of the others are able to escape, but not before one of their buddies, we're calling him Lenny, his head explodes. <laughs> his head explodes. It's pretty great. Explodes. Dude. Pretty great effect. <laughs> it looked good now. Like, I feel like they... It looks good now. I feel like they really did it. <laughs> I just feel like they did <laughs> no, it. No, I think they exploded someone's head. Tim, I think they did because here's the thing. He was running. And he was in full run when his <laughs> he head was. exploded. He was in full run. He was. That as was far bad. as I know, up to that point, he's the running man. His yeah. head exploded yeah, right. while he was running. Yeah. It was amazing. Know. Amazing effect. In my canon, that's going down is that just happened to happen for real. Yeah. That just, they blew Lenny's head up. For Lenny. Episode 172, El Mariachi. So the mariachi leaves the bar without his guitar. The man in black goes into the bar for a drink. Then he leaves and quickly gets caught by Moko's men. Mm -hmm. They don't know what he's supposed to look like, though. This was a very interesting thing that I'm glad they commented on because I wouldn't have picked up on it, but they make a point of saying it. And it's that they only know that this person is in a black outfit with a guitar case, but nobody knows what he actually looks like, like what his face looks like. So Moko's men, they've got three guns on the man in black, like all on his head, and they tell him to open his case. It looks like he's just going to get killed right away. He's toast. He opens up the case. We don't see what's in it, but they let him go. Because, Dean, because the old switcheroo happened at the bar. Love it. With the two guitar cases. It was so great. It's so good. The, um, the, there was a bit of an accident. The man in black accidentally grabbed the mariachi's guitar. Yeah. That's unfortunate for the man in black. Well, I mean, it's fortunate for the man man in black. It's unfortunate like, actually, for the mariachi. <laughs> I guess it is fortunate because he would have been killed if that case he had been killed. Yeah, but they just saw his guitar. So they're like, oh, this is just a mariachi. This isn't the guy we're after. That's a good point. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. So they let him go. Yeah. Uh, I love a- it. I love that you have a mistaken identity. But the well, you know what ups the ante in mistaken identity when you have a switcheroo, <laughs> when you yeah. have a switch up of the thing that actually makes your makes makes everyone know who you are, right? Makes your identity yeah. clear. Have a switch up of that, and now there's no way to know. It was a switcheroo and a double whammy. <laughs> switcheroo and a double whammy it was so good. It's great, great film. Oh, I loved it. I was like going crazy at this point. Tim. That's how you pitch a movie. Like... That's how yes. you pitch a movie, right? We've talked about it. <laughs> Alien, then write the dollar sign. Yeah. Right? Done. Sold. (laughs) How about the whiteboard? Just head in there. Okay. Hey, I've got a I'm gonna pitch a movie for you. There's a switcheroo and a double whammy. And they're just like, well, yeah. Yeah. Here's nine thousand dollars. Let's make (laughs) here's nine thousand dollars. Episode 173, Starship Troopers. Uh, also I love the bugs that like shoot the shoot the fireballs into the sky the the poop them out they poop the blue orb they poop the blue orb it's awesome it looks great oh it looks so great man it's like, everything looks, looks so good <laughs> everything looks, looks so, so good. good yeah um i love that the propaganda in the movie hypes us up to the point yeah. where we're expecting this yes. squad to just come out 
and just hot knife through butter these bugs. It's like, of course, we've like we're on the same side with like, but what? It's a bug. It's a dirty, shitty bug. <laughs> yeah. Like, stomp and we have, it. Just and we have machine it. guns. Just shoot it. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go to the planet. We're gonna shoot all the bugs. Then we're gonna yeah, come home great. and celebrate. And it's like you get there, and you can't even kill one of them. Yeah, they're way more formidable than you are. They're so fast. They're so strong. You are absolutely dead. They're so deadly. But then we're shocked as an audience. We're like, what? Like yeah. I. As an audience member, I want to retreat at the same time. I'm like, I think we need totally. to get out of here, guys. Like, this is not going <laughs> yeah, well. Guys, like, we need to leave. We're not ready. We need to go back to boot camp. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we're ready, guys. <laughs> yeah, we're only halfway through the movie. We need to do some more yeah. training, apparently. Episode 174, Star Wars Episode 4, A New Hope. Oh, it's, uh, sorry, the sound that Obi-Wan Kenobi makes to scare <gasps> the Tuscans yeah. away. Oh. That sound, oh. that sound has changed because it does like, it's it's almost like an alarm it's wild. weird sound. Yeah, it's sound, a wild sound. And it's changed like four times. Sorry, oh, I should have been okay. clear about weird. that. But I yeah. Why? I didn't know that either. I, I honestly, I couldn't tell you, um, but it definitely, from the 77 to what's like, I think the last cut was uh, t- uh, 2012 for the Blu-ray releases. Um, they're va- they're enough different. Like you can see the origin of the sound, but the sound has changed like four times across the editions released. So wow, that's a strange thing to change. Yeah, I'm feeling very annoyed by that information, Tony. Like, sorry, why? that's what I'm here for. I'm not annoyed at you though, but <laughs> why would you change that sound four times? Why? Um, like if you. Why? Maybe to improve it? I guess. No, I mean, this is a film is no that's answer. been fiddled Tony, the with. answer is there is no answer. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> it was just a mistake. It was a damned mistake. Just yeah. leave it alone, right? I might be more offended by that than the whole making Han shoot second thing. Why Why change something that doesn't even matter? I didn't notice that. It's true. Why change, yeah. why change that? What's the point? I think you're obligated to edit the to put in here the noise so everybody knows what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah right, if you want to dro- find it. I'll drop it in <laughs> right here. There's really a good, <laughs> there's a good YouTube video out there that has like all the all changes. Four? Well, no, it has oh, all the oh, changes cool. across the movies um, as they, cool. uh, the special editions and, I may or may not have watched that before we started recording. So, I think you did. Yeah, of course I <laughs> did. We're recording. I'm coming. To, I'm coming to bat with information. I've got to bring Jeez. something to the table. You did way more homework than I did. Uh, that's yeah. great info. I really love that. Episode 175: Suicide Kings. Um, I want to touch on the cast because what's making this movie so great is the cast that they put behind it. Now, you have Christopher Walken, I mean, come on, Dennis Leary, Johnny Galecki, Jay Moore, Sean Patrick Flannery, Brad Garrett, and Henry Thomas, who played Elliot in E.T. Elliot. E.T. Phone, Elliot. It's great, man. To hang out. Elliot, not answer phone, E.T. He's sad. That's my favorite scene. Is that a scene? That's your favorite scene? <laughs> when Elliot doesn't pick up the phone? Yeah. E.T. Dow. Wrong number. 
That is a good scene. That's a good scene. Those are my two favorite scenes in that movie. He doesn't quite know how to dial. <laughs> a movie which I hate, by the way. And if you listen to oh, this podcast, wow. you know that. Shocking. I mean, it's not shocking that you hate it, but uh, wow, that's a great movie. <laughs> but I mean, I haven't seen it since I was a kid. But yeah, um, I hated it as a kid. So I don't know. Why do I need to revisit it? Do I think younger you me was a liar? I don't think that. No, you don't need to revisit yeah, it. Yeah, I don't need to revisit it. It's fine. No, no one, Tim, no one's making you. It's fine. Younger me was fine. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He's fine. Yeah. He Older ma- you's fine too. It's it's all good. <laughs> Maybe he ate too much candy, but he's, he was fine. <laughs> uh, I love it though. I would like to put that out there. I do love E.T. He's a good friend. You and probably the majority of the other people who've seen it. Right. I'm the I'm the anomaly here, I believe. Yeah. I'm the anomaly. Yeah, the other 80 million people who saw it in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> the highest gross movie up. of all time at that time. This comes up from time to time. Um, I'm a weirdo, and I don't like movies that are really popular and people like. Doesn't Some of them don't do it for me. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, getting back to this Elliot. movie. <laughs> oh, well, go ahead. No, I don't want to interrupt that. Go ahead. Elliot. That's all I have. That's it. You That's all I have. Yeah. You couldn't even put together a sentence. No, he doesn't put together a sentence very oh, well. Okay. <laughs> Elliot. See, I don't know if you remember Tim. He doesn't just he doesn't put together sentences like dialed the wrong number. <laughs> Et burned finger, finger <laughs> red. Uh. Um. Not sure. If people are thinking right now, I hope he does more E.T. or stops yeah. it altogether. Immediate halt. Stop. I no think, more. I think we're done. I think it, everyone was really excited when we started. And then I think we killed it. <laughs> I think it's done I, now. I think so. I think so. Yeah. When I get the yeah. feeling like we've gone too far, I think that's right. a good signal that the people listening probably agree. Yeah. That's a good limit. You got to know when your 15 minutes of fame are up and ours are up on the ET impression. That's right. Yeah. Listeners want no more ET. Joke dead. Ouch. <laughs> Episode 176 Superman 3. Now, with nothing happening. To Superman, like no negative effects, Gus calls Webster back and lets him know it didn't work. Didn't work. And I love Webster's response of pure disgust to this phone call. Yeah. He says, he didn't die? I ask you to kill Superman, and you're telling me you couldn't do that one simple thing? And then he drops the phone out of his hand. He's so upset. <laughs> what? You, <laughs> it's Superman. He sent Gus to kill Superman and is disgusted and that Gus couldn't do it. It's so great. It's so great. And their plan is so like wild. Like their plan is so crazy and kind of so genius to be able to figure out where pieces of Krypton would be in the air because calculating, you know, where it blew up and how much time that was ago and where pieces of it would be and then pointing a satellite at it and getting all of the properties of a piece of it and then recreating that. It's like, (laughs) what were the chances that that was going to work? He's like, what? You're telling me you couldn't do this simple task of killing Superman? 
It's wild. I, I love it. Love I loved it. Under no circumstances, it. like especially this one, because this whole yeah. scenario is so obscure. But yeah. under, I think, no circumstances could this line ever be delivered believably. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it's Superman. Of course. You can't kill him. Like You can't kill him. Killing him. Like, not even the, the baddest of bad guys, you know? Yeah. Okay, I mean, like, whatever, fine. Doomsday killed him. I don't want. I don't want to get angry Tim emails Sup- here. Look, do, I understand. Tim, Superman died. In the, I realize in the Superman. Doomsday killed Superman. I know he killed him yeah. in Batman v Superman. Okay, I am a nerd as well. I understand these things happen. Please don't send emails. I'm just saying. Look, this is absurd that you'd expect your minion to ever kill Superman. Your computer programmer to kill Superman. Gus Gorman. Gus Gorman. What? You couldn't kill Superman? You sold $85,000 for me and you couldn't kill Superman? You couldn't do that one what? simple thing? Simple. It's simple. Episode 177, Desperado. Um, For all those people who like Danny Trejo in the movie, unfortunately, there's too many of Bucho's men. And after Trejo kills six or seven, he is shot and killed himself. And <laughs> this is so good. Bucho's men, they're just thrilled with themselves. They're thrilled. They got him. They got they got him. They got the giant Mexican that Buscemi was talking about. They got yeah. the mariachi. They take him back to Bucho, who at the time is on the <laughs> phone with the Colombians. Yeah. And he's asking what this guy they sent looks like because they don't want to kill him. And <laughs> as... As the Colombians are describing exactly what Danny Trejo looks like, he's lying dead in front of Bucho. Yeah. They're just like, um, yeah, like uh, black vest. He's got a black vest. He's got a big, huge tattoo on his chest. He uses knives. (laughs) That's just everything you can see on Trejo right now. The The last beat to that joke, Tim, is where it is just like complete comedy. Where it's like, this could be a joke in a very serious movie and be like a funny part of a serious movie. But the last beat is like, and he has a pocket full of change so he can make calls to you with updates. (laughs) And then the guy just pours out all the change out of his pocket. (laughs) That's so funny. That's such a comedy beat. Like that's in a comedy movie. It's so good. I loved it. I love it too. The last beat is is not that. It's from Bucho though. When Bucho says, okay, we'll stay out of his way. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, true. (laughs) And then he hangs up. It's great. I love it. And also, it's I love very it funny. going back to El Mariachi with the mistaken identity. It happened a different way in that movie. But right. I like I like bringing back that, like, the bad guys thought they caught the guy, but it was the wrong guy. Yeah, great call. I didn't put that together. Episode 178, Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. And you know what I wondered in this watch through? Luke, he's hanging upside down by his feet, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is what? stuck his feet to the ceiling there i thought the same thing it was ice. Yeah, yeah but, but what, how do you do that the wampa did it he froze his he froze did he have his some feet? did he have some water and yeah, he put no luke idea. he hung luke upside down and he applied water thin yeah. layers of water to freeze luke's feet uh you know that's a really good question that's why yeah. i'm bringing it up i mean i could speculate <laughs> but, uh, i was thinking maybe wampa goo some sort of yeah, wampa goo yeah, yeah. maybe they can like hawk a loogie yeah sneezed on him yeah absolutely that's exactly where my mind would go with it i don't know yeah and then it froze because it's cold yeah yeah 
Yeah, I don't know. Come hey, on, Tim. Drop us a line if you know what the hell happened uh, to hang Luke <laughs> upside down. We're all confused here. I mean, it's a fair question, but yeah, you know, it's okay. We also solved it. I think we yeah, solved yeah, it. Yeah. Easily, easily solved. Sneeze. Easily solved by some simple <laughs> logic. Sure. So Luke is suffering in the cold, and before he passes out, he sees the ghost of Obi Wan telling him to go to the Dagobah system and learn from Yoda, the Jedi who trained him. Cool. Yeah, seems like a bad time though. Seems like Luke's about to die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, hey, Luke, go to the Dagobah system. He's like, yeah, I'm like, dying dude, here, I man. Got, I got enough on my plate right <laughs> yeah, now. I got, like, I got a lot to yeah. do right now. Like, I, survive. I kind of always looked at it like it <laughs> was knew. a good time because he needed. Um, Ooh, yeah. something to, to to go on for okay right? like if cool. no if there's no mm. vision yeah you might mm. just die in the cold I like but it. he's been given mm. um he's been giving given something very important to do so yeah. it might give him that strength to hold on that's actually yeah. a really interesting point yeah and it's not a direct like hey you got to survive this snowstorm so that you can go to dagobah it's like obi-wan's basically assuring him that he survives yeah and then after that he needs to go to dagobah. you gotta go to yeah right. this is your this is your mission after this thing yeah. that you got going on yeah here. it's like, like yeah yeah. Episode 179, Conan the Barbarian. And he definitely is a magic boy. He's got a lot of magic that he's about to show us coming well, up. Heck yeah, let's get right to magic boy here. Okay. <laughs> I love this part. It's great. Thalsa it Doom's eye turns to a snake eye, and then he transforms into a snake. Dean, what did you think about this twist? I'm going to call it a twist. What'd you think? Great. I thought it was so good. Like this is for me in movies. Um, I'm always looking for the fist pump moments where I can just cheer at the screen for what it's given me. This is definitely one of them nice. that he actually starts turning into a snake. I'm just like cheering, pumping my fist and they're showing us it very slowly. They're not just like, they're not just like, okay, James Earl Jones cut away snake. No, his face is like, stretching mm. and expanding like james earl jones face is stretching and expanding yeah. into a snake like into a snake's form and then eventually we cut away and cut back and it is a snake but like they do a lot of work up to that leading up to that of showing us his transformation loved it i was totally on board with as soon as shit went down he transforms into a snake to run away yeah it's totally on board i like it it makes me feel worse that his snake pet got killed oh because i know like he turned into like basically the exact same thing like yeah what got killed his brother his sister maybe yeah his father maybe his mother his daughter his son yeah his friend his friend yeah i don't know his mailman his mailman i guess could be yeah i i don't know they don't tell us so it could be anything his bench press spotter you think he works out? Bench press? He doesn't look like yeah. he works out. Oh, he works out. His uh, hairstylist? It could have been his hairstylist. His hair. His hair. Wow, is his hair. Beautiful. It's beautiful. It's hair. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's very long and nice and flowing. Yeah. And a wig. I want to touch it. <laughs> well, for sure. Yeah, oh, yeah, for definitely. Sure I want to comb it. Episode 180, Pulp. This isn't the way that I would have explained it if I was creating the synopsis. No, definitely not. It's so flashy. It's so like blockbustery, um, trying to get you there, you know, trying to trying to get you to pick up that book. I guess because if you wrote like sad old man just wants a reason to die, people might not read it. <laughs> yeah, sure. 
sure. just wants a reason to let go. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think that was very accurate either, Dean. Saddled man. I, I think wants it's, to die. I think it's more accurate. It's more accurate. Wow. I don't know. Uh, how about uh, uh, downtrodden man? Okay. Uh, relives the glory days in a final effort to provide for his family one last time. Great. Perfect. I don't know. Something like that. Again, Tim. Again, Slash you saddle did it again. rider blazes the trail. <laughs> Excellent. Colon Nazis in America. Uh, yeah. I mean. Slash not- <laughs> heart. Heart. Bad heart. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Comma. Dust. Period. Semicolon. <laughs> racism. <laughs> Uh yeah. Okay. Ageism. Brackets a- ageism even. Ageism. Brackets a- ageism. Period. Okay. Um this is the time the time of the podcast where I think to myself, is anybody left out there listening? I know. Like, did they get through that? I don't know. I I I really think 50% of the time the people just drop off. They're like, here they go again. Yeah. That's fair. You know what's you know you know what's it's nice of them to come back for the next one That's even true. though they know they're going to get it again they still That's come true. back and then shenanigans happen and they drop off again they should just you got to listen you got to get past that that's like us yeah. getting over the hump of the episode we do it once and it, it's like we it's like us climbing up the stairs to a water slide and it yeah. takes us a little bit to get to the top but then we just throw our hands up in the air and we have yeah. just such a great time coming down the slide of and course. then we hit the pool. And we're swimming around, having a great yeah. time. We're about to yell we and head down the slide. <laughs> yeah, here right we go. Now. We're about to go we. <laughs> Stick around. <laughs> oh, fun. Episode 181, Mako, the Jaws of Death. So it turns out Karen and Barney, the bar owner, are a thing. And she goes home and tells him what the two guys did. And he says, oh... Well, those guys are good customers, so I'm not going to do anything. This Barney this guy, guy hey? doesn't give a fuck. And then right after that, right after she says that she's on her, on her way home, she almost got raped. He's like, your act is boring. Maybe you should get naked. <laughs> yeah, this guy. Right after she's been attempted raped. This guy's something She should get else. naked in her act. What a guy. He's really over the top. Like he's a very, horrible, very yeah. large man. Yeah. He's wearing a drink around his neck on a chain. I forgot about. So he doesn't have to carry it in his hands. He's always so smoking a cigar. He yeah. like he his laugh is it's insane the way yeah. that this guy laughs. It's it doesn't seem like he's being intentionally wild with it, but he must be because nobody could naturally laugh like that. But it's so over the top. And like he's showing you all his teeth at the same time as he's doing it. His mouth is wide open. His teeth are he showing. He throws his head back. Yeah, man, he's performing for the back row. He's pre- yeah, exactly. He's performing for the back row. Uh, yeah, so over the top. So they definitely go through a lot of. Um, they go through a lot of steps here in this scene to make you hate him. To just to let you know, this guy's the villain. In case you didn't pick it up, this guy's bad. He's a bad guy. He's very. He's not even nice to his wife. Yeah, they did a pretty good job of uh, making me not like him. I appreciated his performance, but yeah, he's a uh, he's an oh a-hole. yeah, he's an a hole. Episode one hundred eighty two: Star Wars: Return of the Jedi. So yeah. we talked about it in the last episode, Dean. 
Um, Lucas said they're called at-ats. So that doesn't work yeah. for me when you introduce the A-T-S-T. What do you call I that? Know. What do you call that? Atsta? That's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking when I was watching. I was like, what the hell do you call these things then if I'm supposed to call the other things at ats? I, th- I think George Lucas is wrong. It's got to be ATAT <laughs> yeah. and ATST. A-T-A-T. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, you can call it what you want. I prefer at at for that. And I just say ATST for the small ones. And yeah. I don't give it another thought. That's a conflict of There's interest. No reasons John. for that, John. You know, it's. It, it, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of beyond the point of caring because people complain about. <laughs> The most minute <laughs> amount of thing. It's kind of like, uh, and this is a weird thing to talk with you guys about, but uh, um, I, I don't know if you know, but like down here, like the word pecan is a contentious word because it's pronounced two different ways, except I don't prefer, I don't pronounce it either way. It's either pecan or pecan, but because I was born in the Midwest and I grew up in the South, I have a hyphen, I have a combination word. I say pecan. Ooh. And that, okay. just weirds, that just weirds people out because I'm like, now I don't even know where you're from. I get you. You don't say it either way, <laughs> and it's just—it's just—it's just—it was just how I developed saying the word, I guess. Um, so to me, there's between if you want to say ATAT, say ATAT. If you want to say at at, because I'm lazy, I'm gonna say at at. There's no easy way to say ATST, so I'll just go with it. You like to blaze your own trail, John, and I respect that. Yeah. <laughs> Tim and I are very very open to any anything anyone likes about Star Wars and how they wanna how they wanna say the words, but uh, at at. ATAT. I think that's the hill we die on, Tim. I think we die on the ATAT hill. <laughs> I mean, I just I call it ATAT. I call it ATS. I will call it that for all my life. I also call it a, a pecan. Episode 183, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Yeah, I'd love to see the humongous yeah. fight uh Master Blaster in uh, hell yeah. the Thunderdome. In the Thunderdome. That'd the Thunderdome. A, a great fucking battle. Yeah, we'll get to the Thunderdome. It was weird. You got some thoughts on the Thunderdome, I can see. Yeah. It was yeah, weird. So do I. I got, some, then, I got some thoughts on that too. But then great. But also weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know what you, exactly what you're talking about. It's not what I was expecting. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. We're close. We're, we're <laughs> so close. Don't worry. We're so close to the Thunder. So close. It's so early in the movie. It's so it's early. It's so weird. <laughs> this movie's weird. I feel like they just wanted to get it out of the way. Yeah. Why did I think the entire movie was the Thunderdome? I don't know why I thought why that. Why wouldn't but... you? Why wouldn't I? Don't I? Know. Why would it's in the title? Thund- I guess it's called Beyond Thunderdome. It's oh, Beyond. Guess, it's yeah. after. I guess the if it was called Thunderdome, maybe then. Yeah. It's this is actually called Beyond. So it's like. Yeah. We're getting Thunderdome out of the way. Then we're going beyond. Then we're gonna see what else there is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and what else there is is children. Children. Lost Boys. Peter Pan. Episode 184. Shogun Assassin. So the Masters of Death, obviously just decimate all 20 of these guys in brutal fashion, brutal fashion. And then they come upon the lone wolf and cub standing in the desert themselves. And it's time, Dean. It's time for a little showdown. It's time. Three on one, but it's time. Three on one. The samurai cuts the dude with the club's head in half. Top down, in half. It like... Reminded me of like the, the movie The Thing when that guy the dog exactly. like, head opens up in half. Yes, it was like it looked like that. It was wild. I was gonna say it's it's a way that you don't expect. Like when yeah. we say in half, you're picturing the wrong thing. Picture right. the dog's <laughs> head splitting in half from the thing. Oh, man. That's what happens. That's so that's wild. how he does it. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people borrowed stuff from this movie. 
Well, that's another Carpenter <laughs> yeah. movie, right? That's another yeah. Carpenter. Oh, fuck! Very true. Yeah, because that is it's 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 a total like it it he gets cut and then it slowly just sits there just on peel, behind yeah, the guy and, and then it just peels, peels open yeah. like it it actually just peels his head open totally. Yeah, that is that is definitely I think uh, influence for the thing. Yeah. The wolf throws his sword into Spike Fist, who says, how could you throw your sword? That was cool, right? I guess you're not allowed to throw your sword, but he's he's already dishonored, right? He's no longer a samurai. Yeah. He's just an, an assassin now, so that's how he could throw it. But really cool that yeah. there's like something deeper to that. Yeah, and that it's like a surprise attack. You know, there's right. no way this guy would ever think that it hap- yeah, could happen cool. because he wouldn't throw it. So that's why he was like, he gets stabbed with the sword and he's like, how could you do that? Like, you couldn't have done this. Why did you do this? This isn't part of the fight. Yeah, really neat. Then yeah. the last guy with the claw, he cuts the guy's throat, but just a little bit. And the guy says, your technique is magnificent. When cut across the neck, a sound like wailing winter winds is heard, they say. I'd always hope to cut someone like that someday to hear that sound. But to have it happen to my own neck is ridiculous. And then he dies. Episode 185, Evil Dead 2. Now, Bobby Joe, who's uh, beautiful, by the way. Bobby Joe's beautiful. Oh, yeah, definitely. She goes on from here to be in like four different soap operas. Like that's okay. where she was only in like one or two movies, I think. Yeah. And then her whole, if you see her, you would recognize her without even seeing soap operas. You'll just, you'd be able to recognize her okay. as like a soap opera yeah, star. Yeah, for sure. But she gets spooked by the hand, Dean. I still love that the hand is just terrorizing the cabin. It's just still going around terrorizing In between everyone. the walls, causing all sorts of shit. Uh, freaks her out. She runs into the forest where she's taken by trees. And Jake wants his Bobby Joe back. He does. Bobby Joe! He does want his Bobby Joe Bobby back. Bobby Joe! <laughs> this guy's so annoying. Uh, Bobby Joe! He's the worst. They dude... A tree grabbed her and took her. Dragged her off. Bobby Joe's gone. She's gone. She's gone, man. Just take it easy. He grabs a shotgun and he makes all of them go out in the forest looking for her. Great. Great idea. Bobby Joe! (laughs) You out there? Yeah, she's out there. All right. Don't worry. Is she? She's there. Well, some form of her is. Now, okay, well, this uh, this this is another uh, turn of events here, Dean. Yeah. We're back in the forest, and Ash turns back into the demon. Yeah. So... What happened? Maybe I think the, the, the cellar hag got him? No, the evil got him just now. The evil was coming through the forest. It was real big buildup. The evil was coming through the forest at all three of them. Oh, it and got so him again? You, just, you think it's going to take... You know, the guy who, who... What's his name? The guy who... Jake. Jake. You think it's going to take Jake. Bobby it, Joe! <laughs> Episode 186, Mega Man 1, 2, and 3. Very, very annoying, like, part of the game where you'll just grind your way through these levels. You'll memorize all the enemies. You'll do all you can. You'll get really, really far. And you'll jump in the air and some erratic enemy will hit you and you'll just kind of fall off the edge down a hole to your death and you'll have to start the level over again. I find, so something that's really hard for me in platforming games, I don't know why, it just is, 
I'm not great with the timing, I think. So moving platforms. Moving platforms is very difficult for me in platforming games. This game has uh, many moving platform uh, levels, but one of them, the platforms also shoot you. They're moving platforms <laughs> and the platforms themselves are shooting at you. Yeah, why not? Also, also, that's not it. There's fucking whales flying through the sky or penguins or whatever those things are. Penguins, Maybe they're yeah. just bullets. Flying penguins. penguins. Okay. Yeah. Flying penguins also flying at you while you are trying to jump to a platform that is moving, that is trying to shoot you itself, and flying penguins. I hated that so much. It's so hard. Just the platforms enough, I would have had to concentrate pretty hard to get through it. Man, it's so punishing. Episode 187, Star Wars The Force Awakens. I like Starkiller Base a lot. Uh, I don't think it is, uh, I don't think it's a problem that it's another Death Star because you know what? They brought back the Death Star in the same original trilogy. Yeah, it's <laughs> so fine. whatever. That's their weapon. It's That's what their they weapon. like to do. They it like works. to make big balls that shoot. So uh, yeah, I, I love it. Um, I think it looks, I do. I think it looks great. Uh, it, it's cool that it's just like in a planet. You know, it's this time it's not, I don't think the whole thing has been built by them, right? It's just like a base that's on a planet, but it's like been built into the planet, basically. Um, very cool. Yeah. Which is smart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can't uh, you can't head down one of those channels, one of those corridors, and just drop, <laughs> no, you can't. drop, yeah. a, uh, drop a missile into the uh, the weakness of it, because it's a fucking planet. Yeah, not planet. to the center of the planet. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> it's, a great, it's a great idea. It's a great, like, flex on, okay... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to fly into the middle of our Death Star and just shoot a missile? Well, here's our workaround. No middle. There's no middle, yeah. Lava sent- We took away the middle. What are you going to do now? Lava core. <laughs> What's up now? Yeah, you're just going to burn up in there. <laughs> They've got to go through the planet. <laughs> Sorry, that's a uh, Lost in Space reference. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Hey, we covered Lost in Space. That's why I made the reference, It's a fun episode. Check it out. Episode 188, The Death of Superman. They quickly teach us about Doomsday's uh, character here, Dean. As he holds out his hand, a bird lands on it. He crushes the bird and laughs. Then he trashes a forest on his way to a city where he trashes a bridge. And someone says, this is a job for the Justice League. And while that's happening, they do flash back to Superman doing his good deeds. He's like helping a young boy. He helps Lois Lane, you know, escape from some bad guys. So early on in the book, it's a nice early contrast between the two completely different characters. Yeah, it's a nice touch that he crushes the bird. Oh, it's great. Um, doesn't need to do that. Uh, it is, it just... It's nice when your when your comic book can set up how bad a villain is in one panel and that's it. A bird landing in his hand and him just crushing it. Yeah. Is somehow I just know he's like one of the worst things there is just by crushing that bird. It was it was uh, very effective. I really liked it. Definitely. I love birds, but I also loved that panel. Ex- oh yeah. I love birds. I don't want anybody to kill them, <laughs> but I want if you want to convey to me that your villain is the worst villain in the world, have him crush a bird. <laughs> Done. I know. I know now he's the worst. It was a beautiful small yellow bird. It was just, it was so yeah, happy. So nice. It was so, so full nice. of life, Dean. It was so full oh, of life. He was life. so full of life. It loved life so much that it landed in Doomsday's hand because it, it yeah. doesn't know evil. It doesn't know anything no. about evil. 
It didn't know any. It was so innocent. It only knows joy and singing. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Now it only knows death. Episode 189. Run, Lola, run. Yeah, so Lola doesn't make it to him in time. And she starts running with her eyes closed. And she says, help me, please, just this once. I keep on running, okay? I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. And she hears a horn. Big semi-horn. And she's just about to get hit by the semi. But she opens her eyes. She looks around. And she sees a casino. Now, great. Do you know what this reminded me of? What? I think I've, I think I mentioned this on one of our episodes before. Uh, back when I, uh, a, a little old Tim had his paper route back when I was probably like, I don't know, probably 11, 11 or 12. No, probably, yeah. probably 11. Uh, we had to go collect, like he had to go to the houses and collect the money. And it was like a dark October night. And I was bored. I was bored out of my mind doing this collecting. I started playing a little game where I'd close my eyes and see how long I could run for before I <laughs> opened them out of, out of like terror of like, right. I, my yeah. eyes have been closed for too long. What am I going to run into? Yeah. And I closed my eyes. I'd done it a few times, you know, that night and I was feeling pretty brave about it. I was like, I'm going to go really far now. And I closed my eyes and started running and I woke up lying on the ground. Oh, <laughs> I had I had run into the back of a parked car that was like way up ahead. You just knocked yourself I, out. I like knocked myself. I, I didn't knock myself out, but I knocked myself to the ground. And maybe awesome. actually I maybe knocked myself out. I felt like yeah, really weird. A little bit, probably. Probably. I had like cuts on my face and stuff like that. I remember going oh, home. Oh my goodness. Uh the parents were gone. Granny, Granny was babysitting babysitting. And I remember right. opening the door and, and she just said like what happened to you? Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't, I don't know what I said, but I was probably concussed. Look, I ran into yeah. a parked car, like full clip. Yeah. Was, With your eyes closed. So no, eyes closed. no stopping no bracing, at all. Yeah. Just ran no into No bracing it. yourself. That's what this reminded me of. When she's running with her eyes closed, That's I'm like, yeah. watch out for that parked car. Episode 190, Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. Well, when Nuclear Man comes out, Dean, he punches Superman right into the moon. Uh, uh, like, Tim, I love this. Right into it. I love right, this. Punches them a few times right into the moon. One of my favorite parts. Uh, that's not enough to stop Superman. He climbs out and he pushes the moon in front of the sun to create an eclipse. Now, <laughs> this... <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to be science guy again here, but... Oh, yeah. Uh, what would the ripple effect be of Superman pushing the moon out of its orbit into this, like in front of the sun to create an eclipse on the earth? I feel like there might be some gravitational big tide effects. I feel like something might've happened. I don't know. This guy at the beginning of this movie is having a fucking crisis about taking all the bombs off of the planet. <laughs> and by the end of the movie, he's pushing the moon over. <laughs> That's a great point, Dean. That's a great point. That Pushing the moon out of its orbit like that may be more destructive than all the nukes hitting the planet. Definitely. What I are you know. doing, man? <laughs> it's very possible. Uh, you know what? 
great thought in the moment, though. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. How do I stop this nu- nuclear man yeah. guy? What's uh, total eclipse him? Yeah, that's thinking on your feet in the middle of a fight. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Now, that does power down nuclear man, who at the moment is flying <laughs> in space with Lacey Warfield. I don't know where he's taking her. I don't know how she can breathe and talk. (laughs) How is she fine flying through through space? She's not a super superhero, but he's got her. And she's like, ah, oh, no. Oh, she doesn't know that that's a space scene. I don't think when they filmed that, they (laughs) knew it was going to be in space because they are. She looks down at one point. She's just like looking down and looks scared. It's like every look over everywhere around looks exact same. (laughs) This movie refused to acknowledge that outer space is different from yeah. Earth. Yeah, definitely. And that atmosphere doesn't exist. They were yeah. just like, no, we're not going to, we, we're not going to mention that. We don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Episode 191 Star Wars The Last Jedi. Can we pour one out for Akbar? That man gets yeah. no fucking love. Yeah, he he got so unceremoniously wasted in in that uh that yeah. scene, yeah. After after all he's done, you know? Dude, uh, fuck Holdo. It should have been Akbar. Hashtag should have been Akbar. That would have been cool. That would have actually been, cool. been really cool. That would have been I got, cool. I got no hate for Holdo, but but that yeah. would have been give a lot him, more earned and deserved. Yeah. You know, let him go out like a champ at the end. Yeah, so that's a good call. Yeah. Unfortunately, and I'm on, I'm on the other end of this too because uh, I hate Akbar because I don't like fish. <laughs> so I can't look at the guy. I can't look at his face. I can't look at his fucking fish face. I hate it. I hate oh, fish. Okay. So I was happy. Akbar's dead. Excellent. Calamari all around. Let's go. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Episode 192: Tales from the Crypt, issues 23 to 25. Now, to further my comments on that and what the Senate did to shut these comics down, Dean, I was reading the letters section in one of the cool. issues we covered. And it turns out it was mostly kids reading and sending in letters. So I wanted to share some of their comments. Excellent. Sherry said, I am nine years old. Sometimes I feel sad. I pull out some tales from the crypt. I read stories and I feel great. What? Come on. Okay, great. These comics make Sherry feel good. No, they make her feel great. That's the best review that anyone could ever have written. Uh, oh, just wait, Dean. Jacob says, oh. I am a big fan and a very old fan of you. I started getting interested in you when I was three. Now I am nine, what? almost ten. Wow. Okay, great. Thank you, Jacob. Amazing. Josh Amazing. says, I'm 11 years old. Both me and my 13-year-old brother like your comics. I was wondering how to get Tales from the Crypt trading cards. Well, that's just a great question. Yep. Jonathan, 11 years old. I love your comic books on Tales from the Crypt. When I grow up, I want to become a doctor. I also want to become a comic book collector. Look, Tales from the Crypt is causing Jonathan to want to be a doctor. Does that That sound like juvenile delinquency to you? No, no, it doesn't it sound doesn't. like it to me either. Oh, wonderful! We should we should follow up with where where Josh is at these days. Oh, that was Jonathan. Shout out to all these oh, people. Sorry, <laughs> Jonathan. Paul, age eleven. I collect your comics, but unfortunately, I can't find them right now. Sometimes you can't find that's your sad. favorite comic book, right? Yeah, just, that's really it's sad. It's just not there. 
So I'm sorry, uh, Paul, that you can't find it. Yeah, Julio for sure. says, my name is Julio, and I am 15 years old. I am your biggest fan and also your friend. Could I be in your comic books? <laughs> yes. Look at yes. His, his best friend is Tales from the Crypt. He's offering possibly <laughs> the greatest gift ever, the gift of friendship. That gift doesn't sound like a, a terrible child. Wait, what is the U.S. No. Senate talking about? I actually don't even understand. Okay? I'm not done yet. Sean, you're the most stupid storyteller I ever heard of. Your stories <laughs> don't even scare my five-year-old sister, Becky. She told me it was a very boring bedtime story and left. Well, sorry, Sean. I guess you can't win them all. Um, yeah. I don't know. This Becky sounds like she has a very high threshold for terror and fear because these are scary <laughs> stories. I'm a grown man. Terrifying these stories. are terrifying. So I don't. Yeah. I think Becky was lying. I think Becky probably ran away and started crying after yeah. getting read one of these. And finally, Mike, age 15. Nothing grosses me out like Crypt. It has the best storyline and art. I've been wondering if you had any tips on how to draw corpses and other gruesome pictures. I've tried, but they all look too, well, alive. Now, Dean. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> did these kids grow up to be serial killers? Maybe. The last one. Yeah, Mike probably did. <laughs> Mike did. But yeah. maybe the rest of them just grew up to be normal. Maybe yeah. comic books didn't prompt people to do terrible things like the U.S. Senate thought. Maybe it's just a healthy way to explore being scared and working out your imagination. Episode 193, 12 Monkeys. So the scientists say they're going to send him to the third quarter of 1996 on the money. They've got it dialed in. And they send him to the First World War. <laughs> Oops! They, this they is fucking this suck. Is funny. It's funny. It was this was great editing because <laughs> they're just so specific. They're like, "We've got it yeah. right this time. We're going to send you right here, right now." And then they just cut to him in the war, naked in the war. Yes. So as weird as this movie is, it does have very funny parts like that Definitely. because, like, Terry Gilliam is you know he did the first Monty Python movie. He did a couple Monty Python movies, so he's got this humor to him this humor that's like that type of thing you know that feels like a monty python thing just like telling you exactly where you're going to send them and it's just a totally off and it's so funny because we believe it because you know he, they already made the mistake they already yeah. made the mistake of sending right. them to 1990 and they didn't know it so they're like okay we got you we got you dialed got in this. and you're all getting pumped up boom way further <laughs> even way worse and at that point i'm just yelling at the screen i'm like these scientists suck <laughs> They, they fucking suck. He's got guns pointing at him. There's explosions <laughs> happening everywhere. He's he naked. <laughs> He's in like the French trenches. It's not even Yeah, English. he doesn't speak French. He doesn't speak French. <laughs> Episode 194, Infernax. Uh, yeah, help, uh, support us. Come on, guys. Support guys and gals. Support uh, Talking Back. It's the right thing to do. Uh, okay, well, then, now you're just getting a little aggressive, Tim. Um, no, let's keep it at, uh, you can do it if you want. Halloween episode's gonna be oh. fun. That thing is a fun time whenever we cover, what you know, whenever we cover a Universal Monster movie for Halloween. That's our true selves coming out. You know, we put on an act here for this, for every other episode. Our right. true selves come out on Halloween night. Yeah. Sign up or we'll kill you. How about that? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's our, Tim, you're letting your true self out. <laughs> Or we'll curse you. 
You'll be cursed sign a thousand up. times. You'll be cursed yeah. by a thousand demons if you don't sign up for Patreon. Okay, that's fair. Now yeah, I'm sign up or, or we'll curse up. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now it's now it's going to happen out of necessity rather for than sure, yeah. the urge to want to listen to more Talking Back episodes. Yeah. Would you like to be a frog for the rest of your life? No. Right, then you right. should probably sign up to our Patreon. Right. And then there's those who are like, that would be nice. I'm, I'm not yeah. going to sign up. I'd rather be a frog. And that's fine. You know what? I respect those people. Yeah. We won't make you a frog then. We'll do something you don't like. Oh, hmm. What's the opposite of a frog? Uh, a rock? Uh, I mean, I guess so. That's as good a guess as anything. An airplane? Airplane's pretty good. Discussing things that aren't alive, but you probably have to be alive in some way. Hmm. A hippopotamus. No, okay, they're yeah, both in good. the water. True, yeah, not the opposite. Uh, an amoeba. Okay. Okay, I think still close. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a giraffe. There, a giraffe. A giraffe. There, there yeah. you go. Yes, I like that. A giraffe. I got it. The opposite yeah. of frog is giraffe. Yeah. You heard it here first. <laughs> uh, we should get shirts made. That's a, I think that's a good shirt. <laughs> the opposite of frog is giraffe. <laughs> Talking back podcast. Um, listen, I didn't beat Infernax four times to talk about frogs, okay? True. I want to get what to this game. Here? Episode 195, The Simpsons, Treehouse of Horror, 1, 2, and 3. Now, another disclaimer from Marge and another intro through the Springfield Cemetery up to the Simpsons' house. We see the kids come home from trick-or-treating, and they start eating candy. Homer joins in. Dean, I don't even think they're taking the wrappers off. They're just they throwing it into their mouth, handfuls <laughs> of it. Marge says, don't eat too much or you'll have nightmares. And they all start laughing at her and say, yeah, right. We're all going to have three separate nightmares. Oh. I think they are going to, Tim. Ooh, what, what we're seeing here is the um, the long-lived technique of foreshadowing. Ooh, hey Very well played by Marge. Yeah, very well played. Tim, now I, I, this is true, Tim. I had a ton of candy last night. I just ate a lot of candy. Well, I yeah. Didn't, I didn't have nightmares. Me neither, but I, okay. my, my tummy hurts from all the wrappers I ate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those wrappers are not going to be so pleasant coming out. No. It's all worth it, though. Yeah. Because you don't have to unwrap it. You just get to throw the whole thing yeah. in your mouth, and you can just keep eating. You, you can yeah. actually eat faster that way. Well, yeah, that's the idea. Yeah. Episode 196, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Poe lets the Resistance know that the Emperor has returned. And he's calling his group the Final Order. Ugh. The Final Order? Not the first anymore, Tim. It's the final now. The Final Order? It's the final one. That's the, like, come on. Who came up with that? It's uh, some old guy who's uh, withering away. <laughs> I mean, I cringe when I hear that. It's not great. The Final Order is not great. No. It's awful. Yeah. I like the first order. That's fine. But first the first order is actually pretty good. Order? <laughs> the final order is not so good. So you're playing off the first order and you're trying to yeah. make it like larger and more impactful and you call it the final order? Like, why don't we just cut to like the final, final order? <laughs> just just go right there. I like I like just since it's only right after the first order, just be like the second order or like the next order. <laughs> 
or just the order it came before the, the first. order it's before the yeah order. the first order now Anyways, we're just the order I, I think what i'm trying to get to here is that that's just a stupid name yeah are you with me yeah. or not i'm with you but like i, I guess i don't care <laughs> i'm just like when they name stuff like that it's just like yeah whatever <laughs> i i think it's so bad that i'm legitimately offended by it yeah, okay, that's fair, Tim. That's so what, I'm not offended. It, it was one of those things that just, like, I didn't even bother to think about it a second time because I didn't like it, you know? So it was just like, ah, whatever. Okay, I know the emperor, and I promise you, yeah. he would never call his organization the final order. That would never okay, happen. Okay, fair, fair. I do. I, he would probably call it unlimited power. <laughs> yeah. The UPO, the unlimited power order. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what he would have done. Episode 197, Deadly Class, Volume 9. Hey, when we get there, that will yeah. be quite the wrap-up episode. Totally, man. trying to cover 13 volumes? It'd be great. Wow. Favorite panel? Uh, oh, that would be fun. Out of 13 That'd be fun. volumes? It'd be great. Hey, you joke about that, but I, I guarantee right now, if you think about some panels, some panels from even like the first few volumes pop up in your head. I got a few. I got a few in there. I got a few too. Yeah, we yeah. could do that. That'd be fun. Cool. Favorite kill? Yeah. There's only like a thousand to choose from. There's there's a lot. Yeah. Favorite Marcus drug trip? That'd be a good one. That's great. That That's definitely a category. Favorite uh, dead body? Yeah. You count them all. You would know all of them. <laughs> Favorite panel of dead bodies lying there you go. <laughs> all around. Yeah. All yeah. Around. <laughs> There's a lot of those too. There's a lot of good ones. <laughs> That's going to be fun, actually. We're going to yeah. do that. We're going to do cool. that. Episode 198, Crank. We get a close-up on his face on the pavement. He looks dead, but we hear his heartbeat, his eye blink, and the end. I don't know how he survived that. <laughs> I don't know how, Tim. I don't know how you fall from the sky. <laughs> and from the sky. Hit the ground and survive. He fell so far from the sky, he had time to think about making a phone call, <laughs> make a phone call, talk on that he phone killed call, a guy leaving on, it. He killed a guy on the way down. He killed a guy on the way down, then made a phone call, then left a message, then hit a car and bounced onto the pavement, and he's still alive. <laughs> All right. It's ridiculous. Let's just be honest with everybody here. You can't survive that. No, you cannot. That's not possible. It doesn't matter what you hit. Even if you hit a pile of pillows, you'll die. It doesn't matter <laughs> There's what. There's so much speed. There's yeah. so much acceleration that just happened. At that speed, anything you land on feels like concrete. Yes, so you will die. <laughs> you're dead. But yeah. luckily, Dean, luckily for Chev, this is just a movie. It's, yes, luckily for Chev, it's just a movie, and he can come back in uh, number two, cranked up. Yeah, cranked up. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> even at the end of this, though, I didn't know if he was alive or dead. I felt yeah. like that kind of even left it open-ended. It could have been his last heartbeat and his last eye blink. So I, I think yeah. that they left it nicely open. Obviously, now we know that there's part two cranked up, so he did survive, but I thought... Yeah. I thought that was a perfect single movie. I don't need Cranked Up. I don't, I don't, I don't need that movie. I like Crank yeah. 
as just a standalone film. Leave it alone. Leave it open-ended. Let us think what we want to think at the end. I think that's more, you know, more intriguing than, you know, keep it, having him live and survive and then having the second movie. Episode 199, Star Wars Franchise Wrap-Up. Yes. <laughs> Holy fuck. Yoda from the prequel trilogy so is bad. a useless turd. Except when, he, turd, yeah. except when he's fighting. When he's fighting, yeah. he, he looks cool. Yeah. S- still kind of useless. Yeah, but he'll say something really stupid before he starts fighting that doesn't make any sense and is the worst way to deliver Right, line. right, yeah. Agreed, agreed. Yeah. Okay. He also That's my looks, five. He also looks stupid. He looks dumb. Puppet. Where's yeah. the puppet? Be a puppet. Yeah. Be. Why are you CG? Stop it. Yeah. Clouded your thoughts are. Oh, yeah. thanks. That, do you have anything further you'd like to share on that? Mm, just clouded things are. Just... <laughs> Master Yoda, <laughs> you must tell us what to do. Clouded things are. Think, mm. I, think I must. Oh, answer the question yourself must do. But Master, you've been around for for eight hundred years. You, you you don't have the answer. Hmm. Answers are questions in disguise. I think now you know the true path to the truth, Master. What does that mean? <laughs> oh, room service. Now I must order. <laughs> he does order room service in that movie, which is really weird. <laughs> He hates questions. Questions you have. Whoa. Questions lead to more questions. Hmm? Leading to even more questions. Leading to the dark side. No more questions you will have for Master Yoda today. But Master, you're the wise one. (laughs) Tell us us more. E.T. No <laughs> like Yoda. Yoda speak in riddles. E.T. no like riddles. I don't know how E.T. made it into this oh, episode. Shoot. Did E.T. make shit. it in? I, I would take E.T. over prequel Yoda. <laughs> hey, any day. here we go. Here we go. E.T. and Yoda's place in the prequel trilogy. Hell yes. Better or Hell worse? Hell yes. Better or worse? Way, way better. better. Way better, right? Way better. I agree. Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. You're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it.